it was my holiday was cool. I was only supposed to spend uh, two two and a half weeks up there, and then I was like, well, I make my own schedule. Why not just? I ended up damn near staying a damn month. Yeah, you might as well. You should have just moved back already. Yeah, like, like, what the I, fuck, I man? Just got back. I just got back in uh, <laughs> yesterday, and yesterday spent all day grocery shopping because you know when I leave, I leave with an empty fridge so that way nothing spoils over. And when I got Damn. back, I was like, shit, I ain't got no food and I can't be doing the fast food thing no more. So spent the day grocery shopping, halfway meal prepping, finished the meal prep today, had to clear out the mailbox and all that stuff. But uh, snap back to reality. Yeah, I'm speaking, yeah, snap back to reality. You know what our reality is, is that we have a whole ass nigga in office. Now, y'all know me. I don't like usually, I usually do not like talking about this whole ass nigga. But for the past week, he's been very funny. It's been very funny what's been going up in there in Washington. So, you got to add that little soundbite in there. Yeah, shout out. Oh, and, and sorry to cut you off. Shouts out to everybody that paid in, uh, paid attention and tuned in for uh, our first ever Illies. Um, they were definitely yeah, yeah, loving the, the soundboard. I ain't giving you no fucking soundboard tonight except for bare minimum if I got to. Um, but I will accommodate. And we human soundboards. I will accommodate you all. So, for future presentations throughout <laughs> the year and going forward, I will be dealing with that but tonight i'm yeah, fucking tired yeah just don't do the m sound shit <laughs> I mean, you're good at the, I mean, yeah no that's not how he does it he doesn't he does it very unique <laughs> but anyway whole ass nigga in office um yeah he's had a, he's pretty much had a very rough few weeks first he was threatening north korea saying he has a bigger red button and <laughs> with the nuclear codes and <laughs> everyone was losing their damn minds i wasn't losing my mind it was whatever but the real story that's coming out is a book that just came out by michael wolf called fire and fury yep. So pretty much this dude, Michael Wolf, had an all-access pass to the White House, and he pretty much interviewed pretty much the White House staff, Trump himself, hell of people in there, and he just couldn't believe what was going on. So he wrote the book about all the fuckery that was going on up there, and <laughs> like pretty much long story short, long story short, whole ass nigga didn't even want to be in office in the first place, <laughs> as I knew he didn't. He just did this as promo for himself. And everyone told him he needed to back out, but he didn't think he was going to win. Well, you know, God has a sense of humor, and now he won. (laughs) And now he's in office, and pretty much they don't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So he tried to go on. He tried to send old boy, like the author of C&D, assistant assist. But he pretty much said, well, you didn't have me sign a non-disclosure agreement. So, yeah, this book is still not only is the book going to come out, it's going to come out a week early. So he bumped the release date up a year, a week early. Now it's sitting number one on fucking um, the what's it called? The New York Times bestseller. Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. So he's losing his damn this mind right basically now. Basically trolled his way to the office. Well, you really that surprised? No. I told you that's what happened. I, I knew that's I what happened. You. He just woke up bored and was like, I'm going to fucking run for president. He, well, he yeah, sound, he didn't think he was going to win. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like, uh, sound like Like from uh, Pac-Div. Remember in the mayor music video? Where he, oh, yeah. I was like, what you going to do with your life? I think I'm going to run for mayor. Run for, <laughs> yeah, watch me. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, and now he and now his ego's too big. He got himself in too much uh, like a big ass pickle because you know the whole Russian shit and all this, and, that, and like the walls are literally closing down on of him. Course. Dude, you know I read this report earlier today. You know when he starts his day, his he starts his work day. When do you think the president starts their work day? They're supposed to start their work day, in your opinion. Shit, let's see. They on East Coast time. Um, I'd imagine your ass got to at least be up by six a.m. But knowing See, him, he probably ain't waking up till 11 a.m. 
No, that's when he starts his work day at eleven. Yeah. He starts. He has. He has his own set schedule. Eleven a.m. to six p.m. Yep. <laughs> and no, no, this is why it's crazy because. In the early mornings, like in, over in the East Coast at 6 o'clock in the morning, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, he's on Twitter yeah. tweeting his life away. I was like, so what are you doing for those five hours? Are you just tweeting and watching Fox News? I'm like, yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You are tweeting and watching Fox News and then go do some quote-unquote work. And then by the time you're done doing your quote-unquote work, you probably just give it over to Pence or anyone else that you feel should be in charge of second-in-command. And then you just go back and watch more Fox News and more fucking TV, maybe some Netflix, and just tweet away and just you know not do shit yeah i mean i mean it's funny to me i just i just have this like like serendipity like i just have very like a calmness to all this right now because everyone else is losing their mind i'm not no more it's kind of it's really funny to me now now i'm not gonna keep talking about him because he is just a fucking idiot because someone even told me like no he's a really evil guy i'm like no he's not evil he's just a fucking idiot (laughs) evil i mean let me consider all his past business dealings, especially pertaining to minorities. I'll accept that answer. Yeah, he's just a fucking... He ain't evil. Because evil people are more calculated. This nigga ain't calculated. He's just a fucking idiot. He's a child. And that's how he should be treated. So, that's enough about that whole-ass nigga. So, <laughs> the Golden Gloves were last night. They sure were. Hell yeah. I ain't watch a lot it. Of words. <laughs> I watched I watched it. I watched some of it just to see what was going on because Get Out was nominated, but I knew they weren't going to win. Right. But shout out to James Franco. He won for the Disaster Artist. Definitely. And Tommy Wiseau went up there with him. And you never seen The Room, huh? You never, have you even heard of that movie? I've heard the Room? of it. It was on my list to watch, but just never got around to it. Oh, uh, man. The, like the actual movie. Not Disaster Artist, but The yeah, Room the, itself. Yeah. The actual movie. Yes, okay. Never got around yeah, you're going to. Gonna, yeah, you should just you should drink some slurry cane and watch that movie whenever you get the chance. It's 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 it has a cult following for a reason. That's all Speaking I can really of say. Speaking your boy is podcasting live with nothing but red slurry cane and Sprite in the cup right now. Shout out to Uncle E for Damn. it. Ugh. But um, yeah, so, yeah. So but anyway, James Franco. Shout out to Paula Otto. Um, he went up there, did his little acceptance speech, and t- Tommy Russell came up there to try to speak, and <laughs> and James Franco gave him the swiftest curve, like, no, he ain't touching the mic, he ain't touching the mic, because he knows he'll just speak out of his ass. But you know, that was a good, that was a good one. But a lot of awards, a lot of people won awards. Some movies I saw, some I didn't. I'm gonna get around to watching it. But the main highlight of this, the main highlight, it was the protests, the silent protests that all the actresses and people in the industry were doing, yeah. especially when it pertains the women called times up hashtag times up and they were they showed up to the awards and they wore all black i don't know what that was gonna do but it was whatever to me to me it It was was really whatever to me i'm not gonna bash anybody's protest um because you know i've done my protest and i don't want nobody uh trying to infiltrate on mine i just had a question about because i was like well wait they weren't all black like don't a majority of them wear black anyways to these events like, I know they're colorful mm-hmm. and everything, but, like, it wasn't that far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but you know, I think I think the real protest would have been just not showing that's up to what, the event itself. That's what I would have thought. But, you know, eh. at they, least they, they, they were they bridges. Yeah, at least they showed up as a unit. You know, not all of them. A lot of some actors that stayed home and called them fucking idiots. Like, Rose <laughs> McGraw- McGrawlin, she just saw it was just a ploy because, you know, some of those executives were at that damn show. And they know they're there, so they're just doing it because it's, like it's like a trend to right. do. You know how that shit goes, but when when it comes to winners for Black Excellence, Sterling Sterling K Brown, 
again, one for best for best lead actor for This Is Us. The very first African American to do so in a drama. Hell yeah! yeah so shouts out to him. Um, who was it? Uh, oh yeah, Azizi Asari. Azizi Asari, bro. Um, he won. I was happy as yeah, hell. Yeah, he won best performance by an actor in a TV series, uh, musical or comedy. Like I said, I didn't watch this, but of course, I, I got to stay up show. on game. That's a good show. You should you should watch that show. No, no, well, you no. no I, I've heard good things about it. I'm just saying. Again, I didn't watch the Golden Globes last night, but I did my homework today, so that's why it sounds so in tune and so informative coming on the microphone um, and as i'm talking now king kendrick is about to do halftime but I, that's why we got that recorded i'll watch that later oh no never mind they still got Not half yeah they still got half the game yeah, they still got yeah but also when, but the real highlight of the show came from oprah winfrey she won a very special achievement award i forgot what the award was called but she did a really 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 great woman empowerment just empowerment speech and it just it nearly made me cry because that's what oprah does she makes everyone cry no matter who you are because she's oprah yeah, so she won the uh, Cecil or Cecil B. Uh, DeMille uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. Damn, you really did that. I didn't even. I didn't want to pronounce that. Yeah, but, so uh, she uh, <laughs> she won the award. Um, there were a few things I took away from her uh, her speech. Um, one, she cited uh, Sidney Poitier when he won the award in 1964, <laughs> when she was a nine year old little girl for, just seeing it for live. the heat of the night. Yeah, for the heat of the night. Um, yes. So. You know, and how the importance of that and the significance was she was saying she had never seen anybody that was black that looked like her that was seen being celebrated in that capacity. And she was just drawn to that. And years later, she recognized the importance of her winning this award, saying there's nine year old girls out there who really haven't seen anybody that looks like them and being celebrated in this way. Um, and I'm their example. So we can continue moving forward. Um I liked one specific uh, quote that she had um, in regards to corruption and injustice. She said, speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we have. Yes, ma'am. And that's I couldn't agree more Um, with everything going on in Hollywood. um, Of course, we're trying to keep that down to a minimum going forward. But just in general, you know, it's it's always refreshing to come across somebody that's, that's just genuine, you know, in a. In a field full of oh. full of fakes, um, and then of course um, with Reese Taylor, um, that was some Black history I knew nothing about. Um, especially when you factor in the woman that ended up breaking that story and moving forward and pressing it was none other than Rosa Parks. I had no idea that. Hey, Oprah's still teaching yeah. you. Still teaching you, man. Even when she don't have a show, she's still teaching yeah. you. This is the, she's like everyone's mama, dog. We're basically, <laughs> shit. He's everyone's mom. She don't even have kids. That's the thing. Stem is a lucky man, even though he's like, I don't, I don't know what his position is. They don't got no label. He's just, I call him the ultimate, he's in the ultimate friend zone. Don't look here. <laughs> if, if that's what the ultimate friend zone is, sign me the fuck Shit. up right now. <laughs> yeah, he has his own little guest house, like a little guest house that looks like a mansion. You get that Oprah money, we bro. We don't know what the How fuck much? that man does, but every time she he's wins, oh, what, I don't know what kind of lawyer, whatever. But whenever she wins an award... <laughs> He's there. he's there so right Sign there man that di- hey man he was like i remember for the longest time he was they were like engaged and then they never got married and right people were wondering how come she didn't want to marry his ass and maybe she just didn't want a label so whatever just women out there like that but it's been how many years bro man whatever so as long as he has that guest house shit. you want to know how old <laughs> it is and this is really going to show our age now mm. dave Chappelle made a sketch about that remember 
Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I know. 13, yeah, 14 years, years ago. ago. God damn. It's been that long? Yeah, 2004 was Shh. season two. Fuck. But anyway, <laughs> when, we talk about, when we talk about whole-ass nigga in office for like the past, I guess this past 24 hours, ever since that speech, everyone's saying that Oprah needs to run for office. And I've told people time and time again, the Oprah's even said it time and time again, even Michelle Obama said this when they want her to run. She has no patience. Yep. She has no patience for these motherfuckers in, in the government. She has no patience for you whole-ass niggas. I mean, Oprah's done so much shit already. She's built houses. She's built. She's giving people cars. She's given neighborhoods. She's built schools in Africa. She sent I don't know how many black men to college. She's done so much. Dude, my mom even pointed this out about how powerful she is. When when George W. Bush went was running for re-election and shit like uh-huh. that, he went out. You remember when she? I remember she had out. She had um, who was it? John Kerry. That's right. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and Bush on there. And when Oprah hugged them, she got reelected. When Obama was running for office, she went on Oprah, and Oprah pretty much just put her hand, put hugged her, and put his hand on the shoulder, and said, "This is the one right here." And guess what happened? Yep. He won the presidency. <laughs> so. She's powerful out of office, dog. She don't need that damn office. Same with Michelle. She's the most influential person ever. It's Oprah, for God's sake. Plus, if you think about it, I don't know to all the listeners out there what your experiences have been with black and brown uh, mamas and aunties. Um, They ain't even got patience for a damn fork in the sink. Talking about the sink is dirty. (laughs) Um, Woman, there's a a fork. That's it. You think think she's going to deal with corruption? Nah, she good. Shit, the whole world, the man, she, she ain't gonna deal with that. She'll snitch on everybody, everybody. And it'll be a whole total, it'll be a whole total collapse in society. Oprah get mad, she snitches on everybody. Shit. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of collapse, while we were gone, <sighs> let's have a moment of silence for everyday struggle. Yes. Uh, that was that's very unfortunate that that show ended, man. That was but. the Roman Empire sped up. Tenfold. <laughs> that was like it was some Bo Jack. Everyday struggle is gonna be known as the Bo Jackson moment in hip hop. It came and it literally went. Damn, it came and literally went. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Time out. Look, listeners, if y'all listening, join me. Applaud this nigga right here. That was an awesome analogy. <laughs> Thank you. But that's what it is. It was literally the Bo Jackson of the, the culture. It literally had. It was. It literally was gaining steam, and then right before it literally hit its peak, it ended. Yeah. So, y'all have been living under a rock. Uh, Joe Budden left the show. Yeah, and um, hats off to Charlotte, man. He called it. Well, he's the way he called, he said he wasn't going to last yeah, six months. You, he, you, can, seven you months. can get into all the little minuscule details that you want to get into. The nigga called it. So. Yeah, he did. I guess yeah he did he called it he didn't think the show was gonna last he he said Joe was gonna get his his ego was gonna hurt or whatever but when we go into why he left Joe from Joe's perspective it was business at the end of the day of course that's what it's always usually he, about he to said it on his podcast in a nutshell the reason why he left was because he wanted more money and he saw that complex was getting a lot a lot of sponsorships and he wanted a percentage of it since he came up with the show it was his idea he brought people into it it was his idea and everything. He needs to get a percentage, and Complex didn't want to pay him, and his contract was up, so he said deuces. So what made it even worse is that they decided to still continue, and like with the series, with the web series, even though he wasn't on there to end the year, and they had they had guests on there too. They had Rhapsody on there, and they had a few other people, but no one was gonna watch every, uh, Joe Budden list everyday struggle. 
That was pretty much put it in a nutshell. No one was going to watch whole-ass academics. Let's just put Basically. it out there like that. Well, you know what made it even mm-hmm. worse, too, before it was mm-hmm. announced that he actually, they had parted ways, was, remember mm-hmm. the tweets um, when somebody was like, oh, so you guys got new episodes coming out? And he goes, we ain't got no fucking new episodes coming out. We're on break. And sure enough, yeah. the Complex is like, yeah, we got new episodes. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> without me. Yeah. Like, damn, you yeah. don't take this man's idea and his just come on, man. But he, he said a whole lot of stuff about how Spotify was supposed to sponsor the Friday shows, but he didn't sign up for the Friday shows because he wanted a percentage. So Spotify backed out when Joe backed out and the whole reason why they did. It was just a whole bunch of fuckery. They tried to replace him and he knew it. He fucking knew it. So, yeah, he left. And what made it worse with the Joe Buttonless episodes was that when you go on the sites, you see that not only that their views went down. <sighs> But you saw them fucking dislikes. It had like 120, it had 1,000 likes and over 32,000 dislikes. How many millions of subscribers? Was it 6 million? Something like that. They lost hella fucking subscribers because of that Like in a matter of like, what, 24 hours? It was, what? With a matter of hours. 600,000 or something like that subscribers? Yeah, they all, everybody unsubscribed. Everyone unsubscribed from this shit. Yeah, what blew me away was, so you were talking about the dislikes. The Rhapsody episode. Mm 1,000 likes. 14,000 dislikes. I refreshed the damn YouTube pages. I was like, I'm seeing shit. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> and I felt so bad for her because I was like, they, they fucked up an opportunity with her. Like, I feel bad for everyone that produced the show. I feel bad for Nadeska. Yes. I feel bad for Lyric and Chops, Chops and all the people that went, that worked their ass off to make the show great. I feel bad for them. Yeah, definitely. Fuck academics. Fuck academics, because he just annoys the fuck out of me. But just, I feel bad for all of them. And honestly, when it comes to academics, I said it from jump. When he when he signed off for them Friday shows, I knew he was only in it for the money. He was only in it for himself. He wasn't in it for the whole overall of the show. He thought he could carry the show. He even said, oh, 60% of my rap niggas of my chat niggas they they make up the viewership yeah yeah, yeah and then you look at the fucking numbers yeah no you don't bro right. speaking of and then when we still stay on joe button he got to come up supposedly rumored he got a five million dollar bill deal, deal but to for revolt to bring whatever got over there back. well we know for sure the joe button podcast is now um a part of it's revolt. gonna be at revolt um, it's gonna yeah I would suspect that he would now be a part of um, some other stuff, too. I especially suspected, just based off of the popularity and the success, the success he had with uh, Charlemagne for the, um, oh, yeah, the, the best, the, best the, trash. The, the, uh, yeah, dope. this year was yeah, Dope Trash. Thank you, Dope um, Trash. Fall, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember so that. So I would think that they would try to pair them up, uh, if, not, if not like how they did with uh, Everyday Struggle, at least, you know. Um, but would that work though? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. it worked for. Oh yeah, it worked. But the thing about Charlemagne and Joe is that they agree on a majority of shit. That's what I'm saying. It, would, it would only have to, to be me, on yeah. uh, specials throughout the year. It, it, it wouldn't yeah. be on anything throughout the week. Because you know, Joe, he's a really outspoken old head. You know, but he makes he's like Stephen A. Smith and fucking what's his name? Academics is like Skip Bayless. He's the Skip. Academics is literally the Skip Bayless of hip hop. Yeah. In a way, unfortunately, and that's not a good. That's not a good thing to say because no. it really isn't. But Joe Button, he got that bag. Shout out to Joe. Definitely, but, major props to him. Um, you talk about uh, becoming the hottest free agent in the culture at the moment. I mean, damn. And he didn't even spit a bar. That's the thing. He didn't have to spit a bar. And what's, and what's honestly, funny? I'm sorry. Oh, what's what? funny about all this too is I remember when all this started. Everybody was like, "Ain't nobody checking for Joe like that no more." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing how a year yeah, changes everything. Stupid. 
A year changed everything, man. And like I said, I've always liked Joe Biden. I like the podcast. I like everything about what he does, man. So, and then also, a lot of these rappers need to take notice of what Joe Budden, not just Joe Budden, but Nori and a few of these other rappers, where they do the podcast and how they speak out about shit. Shit, Lupe needs to start a podcast. I mean, it's just been announced that, um, what's his name? Well, Joey Badass. Oh, Joey yeah, Badass is going to do a podcast. Uh, yeah, on title. Yeah. So, shouts out to him. Um, yeah, and Snoop has his right. shit. Like a lot of these rappers need to do what what Joe Button did. I mean, no one has a personality like Joe. But I mean, we think about it. Hey. Joe Joe has silently been the one that's been pushing the culture outside of the booth. If you really think about it, going back to mm-hmm. when he left Def Jam, he was the one that embraced uh, the digital, digital releases. And then, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you know he transitioned with the podcast after Slaughterhouse had went to Shady. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously it transitioned into a first take esque uh, type of show focused on hip hop and everything mm-hmm. around the culture. So he's definitely made the right moves. And at this point, it's definitely you can say what you want about him. I know I've, we've said in the past because he unblocked you. I'm still blocked. Um, well, you didn't ask. You didn't push it to get blocked. Yeah, if you I were pushing I, to unblock you. He would have unblocked you. Whatever. <laughs> um, but. All that aside, you got to give this man his props and his due. Um, yes, yes. Definitely help push this forward, most certainly. Yes, he has. Um, yes, he and has. And another thing I took away from it was this is further proof of what I've been saying, man. It's hard to fuck with complex. Like, it really is. It really is. Because, and I've been saying this for a while. You really have. Um, with this latest move, they really showed me what I had already come to terms with, which was. They're not for the culture. They're just about mm-hmm. profiting off of the culture. Because when you have somebody of that capacity that draws in that much attention, you do whatever the yeah. fuck you need to do to make sure that everything to stays sh- intact. Yes. And they you pay them, man. And they thought you that they're yeah, that exactly. Man. And they thought that it was them, not Joe, that was bringing in all the viewership. And again, it's See, like what? you said, I feel mm-hmm. so bad for the production crew on that set because you, they literally went from the highest of highs ending towards December and then the very next week it was all gone. Literally. Yeah. Literally within a within a blink of an eye it was over. It was literally in the blink of an eye and all Joe wanted was just his money. He wanted he, it was his business so. at the end of the definitely day. Rightfully he so. deserved he deserved it. definitely deserved it. And like I don't care what anybody says Joe made the show not academics. Mm-hmm. Academics was full of himself. He's a really seven. He's a honestly, he's damn near like Trump, except he's a 26 year old, 26, 27 year old with the mind of a 16 year old, with a naive 16 year old, with the moves that he makes. Because he can tell he's not for the industry. He's more of a fan mm-hmm. than anything. He just knew how to hustle his way to get in the position that he's in right now. Right. Speaking of that stupid nigga. <laughs> I guess I broke the damn news. I don't know how I ended up breaking this news because that's when it kind of went viral. But his black ass got arrested a few weeks ago. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, was he, it gun possession? Yeah, supposedly, allegedly. I'm not gonna say what because he's not even going into that's it. That's proper journalism, right there. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, he got um, what's it called? He had a broken tail light. He got broke. He got pulled over for a broken tail light, okay. and he had open containers. And then when they searched the vehicle, he had an unlicensed gun. Stupid. Stupid, and oh man, he was—he's been having a whole bunch of L since Everyday Struggles. Everyone started roasting him. <laughs> this is a well, a decent and Mero were roasting his ass, and I, I, I for a little bit, I kind of started feeling bad for him because he all he wanted, like he didn't, because he never dissed these motherfuckers. But when they brought Vic Mensa on there, they were dissing him. He should have just took it in stride, but no, he just had to say some stupid shit and just say that no one's checking for right. him. 
And I'm like, what the fuck you mean no one's checking? They got a show on Vice. And then his excuse was, oh, nobody watches TV. I don't watch TV. <laughs> this stupid nigga, man. Oh, man. Like, that's, that's the shit I'm talking about. That's how naive he yeah. is, man. That's how yeah. naive and how just... I'll un, like when every time Joe was trying to talk to him about some real shit, he still had that blank, stupid look on his face. Yeah. Like he did, like it wasn't processing what was going on and how he's getting, how he's being, how he's moving and maneuvering with these little with triple X and fucking six nine. What the fuck he is that? What my little fucking child molester ass nigga? And how he's associating with these niggas? It's like, dude, why are you associating yourself with these people? And he gives no excuse. It's like he just wants attention. He wants the likes, and it's just like it's so mind blowing. And how stupid he is. Whatever, man. Something's gonna happen to that motherfucker. He's probably gonna get snuffed. I don't know what's gonna happen to academics. He still signed the complex, supposedly, allegedly. But no one's gonna watch this shit, cause fuck him. Yeah, basically. Now, I never thought I'd say that about him, but fuck him. Well, I would. I so, always knew I would. Um, that was one of the reasons <laughs> why it took me so long to watch it religiously. Because um, he was annoying, yeah. and then when he was off the show, when they had those Friday, when they had the Joe Buttonless Fridays, I never watched them unless it was someone I really cared about right. watching. But yeah, it's like he just—you could tell he's not really for—he's not really for the culture like that. He's about these boo boo ass niggas like Joe Buttonless, these fuckity fuck fuck niggas. Yep. So and he just say, "Yo, I don't see the big deal in it." Like he's fucking stupid. Every time they had a real lyricist up in there or a real artist, he's always quiet. Silence. You could tell. Very quiet. He never adds his two cents. He just listens and he doesn't say anything. And it's like, and then he gets all shocked, like, "Wow, everything that they're saying is the same shit Joe was saying." <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> shit, you need to listen to these niggas, man. But anyway, so as we digress. That's as we, as we di- yeah, but we digress. But rest in peace, everyday struggle. You were a moment in hip hop. I don't think it's gonna get duplicated. I hope it gets duplicated because that was man, it was such a great moment, man. It was waking up in the morning just to watch a hip hop first take for the culture. It was cool. It was definitely cool while and, it lasted. Um, now Diddy gets to uh, take advantage. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, he better take advantage. He better do it right. right. I don't know who they can replace. I mean, he got Joe Budden. I don't know who they can replace him. Who they can? Who could be his academics? I'm sure though. Right. I'm sure they'll, they'll switch up the, the con- they might even switch up the concept around it instead of making him yell at people all the time. <laughs> they might find oh, somebody just, that could be an equal counterpart, and they'll try to do something different. Kind of like um, pardon the interruption or some shit like that. Maybe that. Maybe even highly questionable. Yeah, where they just, be just report on it and then laugh at everybody. And talk about right. it and shit like that, yeah, something like that. Because honestly, if they would ever do another first take, I even I remember nah, I ain't gonna say, well, fuck it. They should get Peter Rosenberg and Charlemagne to do it. Yeah, but they don't like each other. They don't like each other, but they have they kind of have different personalities, and that could really fucking work. Yeah. But whatever. Rest in peace, everyday struggle. Nadeska's third cutie. She's still my WCW. <laughs> <laughs> But if we move along, when it comes to the industry, as soon as the new year was over, industry just opened the fuck, went right back to work, and it was announced, they announced the new Coachella setup. Yeah, they did. Um, they announced the headliners. So we got The weekend, Of course. Um, we got the makeup. We got, we got the makeup with Mrs. Carter, who was... Mrs. Carter. Who was supposed to be on. supposed to do it last yeah, year. Um, but, you know, some... And there's some a rumor. Some kind of some took place, and she wasn't able to do yeah, it. Yeah, she, you know, she just dropped some shit off, right. you know. And there's supposedly a rumor that she's going to have, like, a whole Destiny's Child full reunion. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, even get, even everyone they kicked out. Right. If you ever do that, if, you kids should just know when you read up on Destiny's Child. And there was originally four members. Michelle was never a part of that mm-hmm. shit. 
and just to hear about how how those the two originals got kicked out was some damn. That's still some whole. All ass I know shit. is one of the originals was Latoya Luckett, and yep, I just saw a picture of her the other day. Oh my God, mm-hmm. oh my. Mm-mm-mm. But just imagine just turning on MTV and you say the Say My Name video and you see two new fucking, you, two, you see two people replace you and you knew nothing about it. A new video, new everything. Yep. It's wild. Mm, damn. Damn, man. Matthew knows was a fucking gangster for that. <laughs> yeah. But hey, man. <laughs> yeah, he had that ambition and he saw the vision for something else. So that's what yeah, he ran for with. The, yeah, who was really Destiny's right. child. It was best for his so. yeah, nah, If she but, can pull that off, that's on some new edition shit. Like, sincerely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Beyonce is going to be headlining, and Marshall Matters is going to be headlining. The white boy. <sighs> so, I'm happy that he's headlining, and hopefully they stream it, because they never really stream M concerts. And um, I imagine they got to do it after the streaming last year. There's no way you can't now. It was like exactly that was awesome. Some people don't stream it. Some people don't stream it, but he has to take place. Yeah, because your aftermath signee fucking did a shit. You need to remind people who the leader is, and he had to remind people this past Monday about who the fuck he is. He had to remind me who he is. He had to remind you who he is. And if you guys listen to episode seventy, the last our last episode, not the not not the award show, but episode seventy called Just Retire. I think M probably heard that. And I think he got very upset about that. And he dropped the remix to Chloroseptic. I was pleased with it, but it it, it didn't it he, didn't change my mind on anything. I've, well, I've, said M, I've said M can do it in spurts. He just can't do it for a whole projects anymore. But here, here, here's, okay, if y'all don't know, M dropped the remix to Chloroseptic with the rapping verse, with I guess two chains, two I chains. guess previously unreleased rap verse, and Fresher actually had a dope ass verse did. too. I was actually surprised. And yeah, they all rapped it, and then M comes in and he just uh, not blackout because he's white, but he just whites the fuck out. He just yeah. <laughs> he just he sounded like the old M from O two. I haven't heard him rap like that for a long time. He was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he was pissed. It was a, it was a and, dope verse. And he was going at all the critics. He was going at everybody. He was literally going like it was like old M. And it was like, oh, so you can still do right. this. And I was happy when I then I was angry. Like, why didn't you do this throughout the whole album? The album's still trash. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the funniest part was when he said, um, yeah, y'all y'all do your little YouTube reactions and talk over the beat. You already made up your mind about the track list. And I'm like, well, yeah, that is true. But man, I just listened to that verse over and over again because it was just it. It let me know that yes, you can still do this shit if he feels like he it. He definitely still do it. I prefer he do it as a featured artist, just because he don't got it like that no more for a full album. He needs Dre. He needs Dre to channel that shit. That's what he needs. Dre, no idea, maybe even Kendrick to help him executive produce and pretty much make him be focused because that showed me he needs to be motivated. He needs to be motivated. He needs that fire within him to spit a full fucking, have an album full of that shit. Because I've heard it before. I heard it on Relapse. I heard it on Martial Matters. I heard it on Martial Matters LP2. I hear it. When he is focused, he can spit his ass off. Shit, even on this album, when he sounds motivated and, he, and there's a topic he really wants to talk about, he can do it. Yeah, but at some point, you just got to be a grown-ass man about it. You can't be relying on other people this late into your career. I would... I could understand if he was still trying to find himself as an artist and this was like 99, 2000 all over again. Bro, we're, what, 22 years into his career? We're 22 years into his career now because, what, uh, Infinite came out in 96? 
Well, don't, I don't really count Infinite. Just count Slim Shady LP. That's 99. Still, we're almost 20 years into his career. Like, if you still need that kind Shit. of motivation, come on, man. I don't want to hear that. Well, he we got this Coachella performance, so he's probably going to show off his ass on that shit. Hopefully he does. But knowing him, he's probably just going to have a band, and he's probably going to have Beyonce or Pink. I'll tune in. Or Kalani. Come oh, I'm going to tune in. Of course. It's my boy. Uh, I'll <laughs> definitely tune in. It's my boy. I match your throat like Clara said it. Man. Man, why did he do that shit? Pissed me off and it made me happy at the same time. Yep, it sure but also, did. there's other people that's gonna be performing there. It's gonna be Tyler the Creator, you know, Vince Staples, Vince Staples, mm-hmm. and also there's like a nice little subway, Cardi B. Shit, and her name is semi big too. <laughs> like, and, and when you look at the headliners, when you see all the names, her name is literally like almost right under Beyonce. You know what's funny was or M. Um, we were ending 2017, and that's when quote unquote she was getting exposed which I don't know how you expose a former stripper but whatever and of course who was at the forefront celebrating this it was none other than the barbs laughing and joking they always do that and then the start of 2018 (laughs) everybody who's against Cardi B just has no choice but to shut the fuck up at this point like you 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 don't have much of a choice because she made history yes it was reported that she is now only the third artist in history professionally and we're talking not just hip-hop across the board to have her first three songs hit the top uh top 10 of the uh, the hot 100 yeah all three songs and it was bodak Mm -hmm. yellow mortar sport with Migos and Nicki and No Limit with yeah, G-Eazy. and so she joins um, Ashanti and then the, and and the, the Beatles. And the like, Beatles. Because we were talking about that. It's like, who was, who was right. on there? And sh- and we, it was like the Beatles. And in my mind, I'm like, did Nicki ever do this? I'm like, I thought for sure Nicki did that. But I'm like, no, she never did Man, that. Man, fuck Nicki. I'm looking at this shit. I'm like, yo, M didn't do this. Uh Jay didn't, didn't do this. Michael Beyonce didn't do, didn't do this. Mariah didn't do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking at Madonna? I'm looking across the board now. It's like, damn, Nikki. This, like you said, it far supersedes the culture. And I'm like, wow, that's you cannot. She's not a one hit wonder. So if y'all keep running with that narrative, shut the fuck up. One hit wonders don't have this type of run. This is history. I mean, Drake didn't even do that. I thought for sure Drake probably did something like that. Right? But no. And just when we Shit. thought, okay, cool, let's ease into 2018. Nope. She's like, no. coming on fire. Thank you, Bruno Mars. Um, yes. We got the finesse remix along with the video, and if Atlantic, you kids know nothing about in living yeah. color. First of all, if Atlantic didn't have any incentive to push her album before this came out, they damn sure are in a rush now to get that that album out. Yeah, they have to at this point. They must be. There must be a full rush because Barty Cardi is still fucking trending. Females really love that record. I heard that in the club or oh, like the bar the other day, and it was still popping. Yeah. Right, even more popping than Bodak Yellow. Sounds like oh yeah. damn. But her her hey. verse on this remix was perfect. Very nineties. Very nineties. Yeah. Very nineties. She 90s played club. her role and she played it damn well. Mm hmm. Yes, she did, and the video was dope. It was like it was based off in Living Color, but not just like the actual show, but like the dancing mm-hmm. and shit like that. Bruno Mars was dancing. It was like they were the Fly Girls, and then Cardi came out. You could tell they had fun making definitely. That shit. What I liked too was um, so they shot they shot the uh, a bulk of it in the traditional um, format, but then when they went mm-hmm. into the dancing scenes, they shot it in the same format that In Living Color shot it at. 
So it mm-hmm. looked it it was spot on. Um, yes. Man, we're getting old, G. Man. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I put it on Twitter like, you kids, like, man, I'm getting old as fuck. That finesse video reminded me, you kids know nothing about In Living Color. And they're all telling me, like, oh, they play reruns on MTV, too. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't know nothing about staying up late on Thursday at 9 mm-hmm. o'clock watching In Living Color on Fox. Mm-hmm. On, on, man, man. They know nothing. Yeah, we, oh, nothing. And those, man. Like, y'all, y'all man. like, you, you. You young little whippersnappers today, you watch it knowing yeah, about these. Whippersnappers. Hey, I've been waiting to embrace this <laughs> portion of my life where I can finally use it, and damn it, you are not going to hold me back. Uh, you getting washed, bro. Hey, <laughs> you, you getting washed. I'm like fine wine, nigga. Washed. I ate well. <laughs> Two more years. Hey, man, I ate well, too. Someone told me the other day I look 22. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, um, but you young whippersnappers, you, you're, oh, you're watching this. And you already know the outcome of all these motherfuckers' careers. We were watching it because they were pretty much the rejects from SNL. Like, this mm-hmm. was, like, their one way, and this is what made them stars. Like, you, you yes. watching this shit after they've already done the, put their, got their hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We were watching it when they were just approaching that. When, it, when Jim Carrey wasn't known as Jim Carrey, James he was James Carrey. Carrey. Yes. Jeez, man! <laughs> when Heavy D did this stuff, when David, oh, when Jamie, when Jamie Fox was on there, when Jennifer when Lopez Chris Rock was wasn't just even a, Jennifer Lopez, she was just a fly girl, fly girl. When uh, what's his name? There was somebody else on there. When Chris Rock had like little cameos mm-hmm. here and there. Shit, when oh, Sean man. was fucking SW one or SV, whatever the hell he was. SWV, SW, SW one. Was it SW one? Whatever. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I, so the story about that is he wasn't even a real DJ. He just wanted to be on the show, and so Keenan was like. Look, nigga, just go stand by the turntables and we'll just get you. Like, <laughs> that's how he got on the show. <laughs> Man, it, it was just, it was really great watching that video. I watched it on repeat and I had to sit back like, damn, I'm really that age now. This, you want to know how big of a man. hit that was? My mm. mama watched that shit like three times in a row. Your mama's down for the culture. Yeah, like, she, she loved that. She, she ain't heard of Cardi B before, so I had to put her up on game. But she was like, but she loves Bruno Mars, just like yeah. my mom. My mom loves Bruno. But she was like, she's so, like, oh, she goes, you know, Cardi a little too raunchy for me. But she goes, but I could rock with her. And I was like, yep. See, Cardi B's that person that you bring over for Thanksgiving dinner, and first everyone kind of gives her that side look, like your family looks at her because of how ratchet she sounds. But then the more they talk to her, the more they love yep. her. So that's who Cardi B is, man. But shout out to Cardi. Shout out to just Black Excellence. Definitely. More videos came out while we were away, man. and. Jay-Z decided to drop more visuals from 444, and he dropped a very cinematic video for Family Man, Feud. Man, damn a video. This was a short film. Yeah, that's what I said, cinematic. Yeah, this, this, this was a short film. Very, and Very Michael Jackson-ish. Um, this was so, um, directed by Ava uh, DuVernay. Who did Selma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it basically had a fucking who's who as far as who the oh. hell was in this damn shit, man. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. You have Sandy Newton. Um, yeah, what's her name? Bria Bree Lawson. I was she was the only white person in that damn video. Yeah, yeah and then you just you pointed this out. Oh, this is how much of a pimp hove is. He had his old work in the video. Yes, when I saw Rosario Dawson, I was like, whoa, time out, time the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Not only was Rosario Dawson in the video, but she was in the cabinet with his daughter. His his grown yeah, daughter. Yeah, so like, like wait a minute, this is some Inception like shit. This is some. 
Rockception <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, the whole... The and then, of course, he had uh, Amari Hardwick, who plays Ghost in Power. Um, yep. Man, it's just... Man, that was... Pretty much, the whole video is just showing, like... It shows the future, the not-so-distant future of the descendants of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yes. That's pretty much what it was. And it was just... It was beautiful. It was well great. Well done. Um, there was a... All the 444 videos were well done, yeah, man. Yeah, the, the scene where he walks into the chapel with Blue. Um, the image, mm-hmm. the long uh, panned-out image where... I got a screenshot of it. It was a dope frame. Where yeah, they're just they're I just know. hand by hand and side by side. Yes, and it's just a wide yeah. view, and it's just them two together. Like that was a perfect shot. And then the other shot, my favorite part was when he's like, when he said, um, "Fuck being a billionaire, I'm cute." And it cuts to Beyonce, and she gives that little yep. face like, mm. "Yep." I rewinded that shit so many times, <laughs> and I was looking at that like, "Damn, Hove, you really cheated on her, <laughs> and you kept that." Damn, right. damn, man, one of the greatest of all time Rockets. for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> I had Menage while the baddest bitch in the game was. I'm home. not condoning what he did. I'm just saying when <laughs> when you're either. on that level and you can bounce back without losing it. Hey, he bounced back off Ether. He bounced back off the daily losing his family. Shoot, man. bounced back, made an album out of it, and in the process had two more kids. It's amazing. And and he got his he got Rock Nation. He has like he yeah he has movies. He has a record label and has even Sporting Age. Oh yeah, he signed somebody, didn't he? On yeah, Nation, so, you know, shit. Family Feud, nobody wins when Family Feuds. Uh, Rock Nation Sports ain't going to be feuding for a while. Um, nope. They just got bigger. They added the running back uh, Saquon Barkley out of Penn State, who's coming into the NFL draft. Um, for the sports heads out there, y'all know they are hyping this guy up. Not only is he the number one running back coming in the draft, we're hearing projections as high as Barry Sanders in terms of his Whoa. potential. Um, he just best. He better not go to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that just all goes out the window now, doesn't we'll, it? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> but like, I love how your tone just switched up. You like, oh, shit. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they they had something to celebrate, but we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, shout out yeah. to Jay and the whole Rock Nation family. Um, go title entitled entitled. Did did you start your did you start your free title subscription yet? Of course, of course, six months for free? Yeah, Shit. I think I'm going to start up my, my own account and get off of yours, and I think I'm just going to use it for the next six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go you go do that. Yeah. Um, shine random, shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Again, we got the TV on mute. He's, yeah, I got it on mute, too. I'll watch it later. And uh, speaking of Kendrick, that's a good, that's a nice little subway. Look at you, subway. Um, you like how I did that, huh? Fucking, you like how you I did like that, how right I did that, that yeah, huh? You like, yeah, yeah, you like yeah, how I did that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was announced that Marvel announced that Kendrick Lamar and TDE are going to be executive producing the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, hell, hell. Yeah. I mean, they hinted at it in the love video. I think I showed it to you. You were definitely the one that pointed it out to me. Um, and shouts out. Damn, we shit. We forgot about those two videos. Um, love what? and uh, The Weeknd. Um, Scissor, they both dropped those after we oh. edited. Um, oh, the weekend, the weekend video was yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah it, 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 it wasn't what I, I know. So it wasn't what I expected, I but artistically, so it actually made sense. You know what I'm saying? Like she's how? How did it make sense? So let me let me take you on a little journey. So of All course right. she's one of what three women um, in the because it's, it's not a love triangle. There's a fourth woman or third woman if you pay attention. Um, yeah. 
So in a way, it kind of shows her off in her own world. Basically, she's waiting for the weekend as she's by herself just doing random shit. Now, it looks random. I will give you that. But if that's what they were going for, I caught it where, you know, she's kind of just off running around waiting for the weekend or whatever. Um, Solange Knows directed it, by the way. Oh, see, see, I I paid attention to that because, you know, Solange is very artistic with what she does. Um, but still, the video had nothing to do with the damn song. Yeah, but just enjoy it. You know, it ain't like it ain't it ain't like scissors hard to look at. You know, just just enjoy it. Um, yeah. Since we had that, and then of course the love look, Dave Myers, he he ain't missed one bit with these damn videos for damn. Um, mm-hmm. And love was intense. It was a very very good uh, visual. All the damn videos. See. I hope TDE and Kendrick release all these videos on DVD too. Just like 444. Yep. Hope needs a release of Blu-ray edition of the 444 short films along with the footnotes and all the other behind the scenes shit and some concert footage. I love that. Same with Damn. Damn needs to do, Damn needs to release all the fucking videos from that shit as with behind the scenes footage and some concert footage. Shit, I'll do it for the culture. Hell yeah. Like you always say. Yeah, but yeah, the first song off the Black Panther soundtrack was called "All These Stars," mm-hmm. and it featured both Kendrick and yes. SZA. It was alright. It, it was, was cool. cool. It took me a few listens because the vocals, when they were mixed, they're distorted, so I couldn't hear what the fuck pronounce like what they were saying pronunciation wise. Um, yeah, but it's a good vibe. It's such a nice mix, man. Like Marvel can't lose with this fucking movie at this point. Like it's Marvel doesn't lose. Period. I, I know they don't lose. Period. But at this point, just the significance of this film. Like it's and and you know they're black folks are really hell they are really loving this yeah. damn movie. I'm and just like damn, you niggas didn't watch Blade or Meteor look, Man Blade, or Blank Blade Man? was cool, but Blade, <laughs> come on man, Blade wasn't on this level. Um, but the thing mm-hmm. of it is, you know, you know how Cointel Pro works. You know they started infiltrating mm-hmm. this shit for Black Panther already with Michael B. Jordan with his girlfriend because oh. she ain't black. So they tried to pretty much shit on this and start the wave where. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're trying to boycott yeah. the damn out. Black folks get mad about every little fucking but, shit, man. But, you I know, but there's black folks that come out talking about, we ain't boycotting shit. What the fuck y'all talking about? It's still going to break box office records. Just it's, it's black folks on Twitter get mad about everything. Oh, of course. That's, that's, that, that's that fake-ass, ho-tep, woke-tep, bullshit-tep-ass Twitter. Because um, that ain't black mm-hmm. Twitter as far as I'm concerned. I know black Twitter when I see it. No, black Twitter does stupid shit like that, man. No, that, that, You'd be that, surprised. Right. Black Twitter has made some mistakes in the past. A lot of mistakes. Hey, we ain't got to air out dirt laundry. Nobody wins when the family keeps, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, they tried infiltrating all that. It's just, it's not going to work. It's not going to go down. Um, I'm excited, though. But when the, hey, man, Black Panther. I'm, I wanna, I'm very curious about how, the, how they're going to do the Black Panther soundtrack. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a compilation album. Is Kidder going to be all over the album? Is it going to tell a story? Right. Is it going to be... I don't know how. I, I hope it's like the what's it called? It's like the hustle and flow and the what's it called? Oh shit, Kendrick on stage right now. Um, if it's like the hustle and flow soundtrack or the what was the other soundtrack? The Django Unchained soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Shit, damn, Kendrick coming out just like his damn shows, man. Yep. I have it on mute, so he's probably spitting some shit. <laughs> he's in a jacket too. He ain't yeah. He ain't kung fu. King it's right either now. DNA or humble. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably the way he's miming and yeah. shit, the way he's dancing, uh, everyone's jumping up and down. It's probably DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, it's probably DNA. Yeah, we, we, so in case everybody's wondering, we got some feedback uh, over the break, and as much as we appreciate everybody um, and the positive things they had to say, one thing that was a constant was 
turn the fucking background noise down. So we're listening to that. Um, so as a result, you're uh, you're getting muted ass. Uh, I mean, I'm, recu- I'm recording no, it. Hey, as as again, I'm recording is, too. But for now, you're getting muted ass commentary about this performance. <laughs> <laughs> you see the white people just nodding their head right now. <laughs> we don't know what he's saying. You could be saying "fuck Donald Trump" for all right, we know. Exactly. But um, <laughs> but in speaking of of what the culture has to offer, we have something that's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. FX has dropped the official teaser trailer to season two, a.k.a. Robin season. Robin season. For Atlanta. March 1st, baby. I can't wait. Yes. Man, that was quick, too. That was real quick. I'm like, damn, they really filmed that quick, huh? Yeah. Damn, that Star Wars, that Star Wars shit wrapped, and Donald Glover went right back to work. The thing of it was, too, remember how you and I, like, you and I talked about it when the season, Mm. when season one ended. Where we weren't necessarily uh-huh. concerned about it because you know that kind of long of a wait shit may become yeah. stale. People become impatient, but yeah, you and I really weren't even tripping off it because we were like, "Look, this nigga's going to go get some bags real quick, and then yep. he's gonna come right back." It didn't even feel like a full year. Like it feels like season really one just didn't. ended a few months ago. It really didn't because what's his name? Oh boy, did get out. He was doing movies on the yeah. side, and Donald Glover was. Man, this all oh, damn that one Asian dude looked like he was hella excited. He was like, what? <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> but Yeah, um, so we get we yeah. get Urn, we get Alfred, aka Paperboy, and we get Darius mm-hmm. and we get Van back. And what I like, I hope they really keep this under wraps because you remember how Atlanta was last, how last season they didn't give away the trailers for what was going to happen oh, and was, shit like that. It was just random cool. shit. So they should just keep this under wraps. Whoever, man. Whoever's behind the marketing with this, and I know Donald Glover has a, a say in it, just overall, whoever is a part of this marketing group, y'all some motherfucking geniuses, man. Because mm-hmm. when, like you said, when the trailers were popping out for season one, I didn't know if this shit was going to be a comedy, a drama, or what. And by the end of season one, I was like, yo, this is a pure reflection of life in general. I love mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, and it didn't seem that long, man. It really didn't seem that no. long. It was like, damn. Because we had power to hold us over. We had other shows to yeah, hold us true. over for that's a minute. And, they, and, he won some, and he won some Golden Globes and some Emmys and shit like that. So if anything, it just raised its stock. Right. But before we get so, to Atlanta, you know, he's got, what, the five nominations for the Grammys next month? Yes, he yes. does, and he's performing. Yes. Uh, man, Donald Glover just winning. Or Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Whatever the fuck you want to call what, him. Uh, what the fuck you want to call him? He winning. See, usually you know my take on the Grammys. I, the Grammys are nice to get, obviously, because it's a rec- recognition amongst your peers. But as far as the culture is mm-hmm. concerned, I don't really put too much emphasis on this. However, with the lineup that's shaping up. The culture is going to be in full effect, so many people ain't going to have mm-hmm. much choice but to watch. You got to tune into this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to be like probably a once-in-a-lifetime thing, so you better tune right. in. Yeah. So when it comes to tuning in, I, you know, everyone was tuning in to fucking Netflix. Man, Netflix out here running shit. They like, running all running types of shit, shit. man. Remember mm-hmm. when it used to be, man, I'm about to make it a blockbuster night? Yeah, now I was about to make a Netflix and yeah, chill like, and night. Then it went to Netflix and chill. Now motherfuckers ain't even worried about chilling. Like, they legit tuning in Netflix at this point. Mm-hmm. So, Dave Chappelle dropped two more stand-ups. 
Equilibrium? I can't even say that shit. Equilibrium. No, it's not equilibrium. Equanimity. 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 Man, I have a lazy ass tongue. <laughs> and, and the bird revelation. Now, I'm kind of, I was happy they dropped two of them, but I was wondering where the hell Chris Rock was at. Because he was supposed to drop a, uh, a Netflix special last year, too, and he didn't do it. So I wonder what that holdup was about. Yeah, I'm not sure, but, you know, hopefully we get it soon. Whatever. Hopefully. But Dave Chappelle, what did you think of these of these stacks this collection of Dave Chappelle I laughed at the first one but these as a set mm-hmm. they weren't better than the first set that came out earlier last year mm. it just showed that Dave still has it I mean he's, he, he showed why he's one of the greatest ones of all time you know what's, you know what's wild to me is mm-hmm. I guess it's the best way to transition into into this um, he seems very PG-13 to me now Really? You really think so? Well, if you compare it to what we grew up on with him, he's still the same. Like to me. it just—it seems PG thirteen. Because I I, I remember mm. his stand up that he did in DC in two thousand. The what for what it's worth or the um, oh not for what it's worth killing Kill him, him softly. Thank you. Well, he was still young and he was just not giving a fuck. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and obviously that comes with maturation and age. But just yeah, he seems PG thirteen to me, and maybe I think that's why I'm not finding it as funny. Um, not to say that it's bad. I mean, I like again, I still laugh when he brought up the whole Draymond Green uh, name situation. <laughs> I laughed my ass. I had to put the shit in pause because I couldn't stop laughing. Oh damn! See, he still got you. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he can still get <laughs> yeah. it. Just overall, it's pause. He just he seems PG thirteen, which is saying a lot too because people are still pissed off about what he says, and I'm like, yo, you. They look. Especially, you should know yeah, with this motherfucker, like he's gonna bring that type of heat. See, with me, I I love the first one, but for whatever reason, I just love it when people are more raw and they're uncut. Mm-hmm. So I like the bird revelation because you could tell he's just in a club and he's just in a little comedy club and he's just keeping it real about everything that's going on in Hollywood. Why he left is the iceberg slim metaphor that he did. That was such. That was so genius. It just it just showed that he still he still has it at the end of the day, right. you know. And when it comes to the whole LG, when the, when the transgender people get too sensitive about this shit, he said it flat out. I don't hate y'all, you know. But everyone's gonna get these jokes. Even I, even he gets the jokes. Just stop being exactly, so damn. He even said man. it. This country, this country, everyone in the country grew up to be bitch ass niggas, and that's pretty much what happened. Everyone's sensitive now. Yeah. So yeah, whatever, man. Damn, you typing away, bro. Shit. Yeah, um, so for those who will see this tweet way before they hear this episode, I am tweeting. Watching Kendrick Lamar perform on mute because Busby and I are recording the Illogical Sense episode 71. But I could tell this yeah, shit know. is a moment. Thank God for DVR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, he has a damn screen, but it's hella crazy. He's in that big ass coat. <laughs> you see this coat? In the words of Kanye, <laughs> you see this cup? You see how cold it is? You see this cup? <laughs> but nah, everyone's just too damn fucking sensitive. But there's also there's also a time period, or just a time when you should kind of watch what you say, especially when it comes to fucking Nipsey Hussle's yeah. ass. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I know Victory Lap's about to come out next month, man. But he needs to just this ain't the '90s no more, man. He needs to be more PC. Now, granted, he did have a great Rap Radar podcast, which was all right to me. It was great. It was good. It was really good informative. But he keeps putting his foot in his mouth. First off, he got mad at that um, that newscaster 
for talking shit about Diddy when he wanted to buy the Panthers and shit like that, which he had every right, right. to. But he kept chirping away about it. Like, he literally just kept talking about it, even on TMZ. So the newscaster, I forgot his name. I f- really forgot his name, but he's on Channel 4 out here in the Bay Area. And he went on Twitter and added Nipsey Hussle and pretty much said, hey, bruh. Not like that, but he was being really elegant about it. He pretty much just said straight up, like, hey, you've been chirping away for the past four days now. Man, let's all let's settle this like men, and let's do this for charity, and let's fight. And, you know, and he's like, yeah, let's do some MMA stuff or boxing. Now, he, he specifically said MMA or boxing, and we can settle this like men. My brother. Not my nigga, but my <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Nipsey was talking hell. Nipsey was talking shit like, oh, let's put up a million up, and you ain't even got the funds to match. You know, just like any other hood-ass nigga that, know, that knows they might get their ass whooped. And then he, I guess they called and talked, he talked it out and shit like that. And, like, yeah, we talked it out, and everything's good now. And I was just like, nigga, what? why did you do that? Even if they yeah, that's not the guy I heard on the TV show. And, yeah, we men now. And I'm like, bruh, did you just get punked? Yeah, so uh, sports reporter Henry Wolford. Um, that's his name. Yeah, he looks like he bench presses uh, niggas on the daily. Um, <laughs> and you see how he's smiling and shit, too. He's hella yeah, calm. Yeah, and that's, that's one of my things. Like, I was like, yo, I mean, if this shit says legit, like, Shit, y'all should have just went through with it. I mean, he even offered, said, look, we could raise money for charity. Pretty much he said, can we talk this out like men or we want to settle this on some gangster shit? That's pretty much what he right. said. and it just, it, I, I feel bamboozled again. I feel let down. It's like when <laughs> Soldier Boy and Chris Brown didn't happen. Like, I'm just like, God damn it. I mean, you should have knew that shit wasn't going to happen, Let me believe in my, let me dwell in my <laughs> disappointment. Please. <laughs> can I believe in something, right, please? Man. You believe in fuckery. I'm academic with intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) Academics with intelligence. Um, Shit, that's a good way to say it. That should be your handle, academics with intelligence. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, they went back and forth and did their whole thing and apparently just went down. Um, The thing that Nip posted on Instagram today, how should I say this? I'm uh, I'm caught in the middle of it. You... you knew what he meant to say, but the way he yeah, came off on it, it yeah. was just, come on. Like, I, because I don't want to, you know, come across as brash, like, oh, well, I, you know, you just deal with it. It is what it is. Because I do recognize that there is a whole community of um, homosexual, bisexual, transgender. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand that. On the flip mm. side, he, he also has a point, too, where for years they've done and when i say they you know obviously we talk about the government um yeah they've infiltrated what we consume visually and what uh and also by by ear um to break down the image of a strong black man yeah um so again that's where it's where i teeter in the middle with this because it's again it's like you said it i he should have worded it better but at the same time I caught the message, and because I caught the message, I'm not going to dwell on it. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to stop me from listening to Victory Lap. I'll tell you that fucking much right now. Oh, that's not going to, but I can see how you can alienate some fans and Most shit Most certainly, like that. definitely. But, yeah, that's because, yeah, but I think, on. see, this is the catch-22 because you can't be politically correct when you're just telling it how it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. just, it's one of those things where 
you wanted him to maybe say it better, but at the same time, you can't watch what you say when you're trying to keep it real. It's just, it is what it is. But yeah, but he called them homosexuals and he made it look like it, it's like being gay is be, being a weak right. nigga. That's pretty much what he was saying. And it's just like, huh, you can't say that, right. nigga. <laughs> That's what I said. And then even, and what made it worse was that someone came in there and said, yeah, man, you should re-say what you said. And he was like, what? Man, I said what I said. <laughs> and I'm like, this nigga. <laughs> this nigga right here, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's like, man, your album comes out next month, man. Just, <laughs> shit. First, she got roasted by a bay nigga, a bay, uh, an intelligent bay guy. But are you surprised by that? I mean, come on, man, not to toot our own horns or anything like that. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we about that action. We about that action, boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like my nigga Brandon Younger always said. You know, shout out to my my nigga Brandon. It's funny because I was watching uh, and one mixtape back in 2005, just off a random. And this nigga pop up on my screen with some dreads, talking about we from the town, baby. You know they don't make us, like, they don't make niggas like us around here everywhere. And I'm like, you got a point, bro. Like, yeah, all he, all, all that dude said was, I want you to duplicate that action. That's what right. he said. It is what it is. That's what he said. Yeah. So whatever. So that's about Nipsey also. But going back to Netflix, one thing you should never ever do is doubt the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Never. Will Smith. Dropped over the holidays, he dropped a movie called Bright, which was a Netflix exclusive. Yes. And um, before the movie came out, it got it got a lot of backlash by the Hollywood critics. They were roasting the fuck out this movie. And I'm like, damn, they really roasted this shit. So then me and my family, me and my cousin and my aunt, we sat and watched the movie. And it was quite good. And pretty much a lot of other fans actually thought that. And they said it was it wasn't bad. It was quite entertaining. And it was so good. It got a lot of streams and a lot of shit that they signed. They greenlit a remix. Sequel. A remix. <laughs> Sequel. <laughs> remix. I just saw remix came on my screen right now. Greenlit a remix. Okay. And you like that, huh? This is the remix, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah. in many ways, Bright to me was a remix of two films. I mean, if you ask me, yeah, see, this shit was Bad go. Boys <laughs> 3005 mixed with Pixie Dust Training Day. Like, that's pretty much the best way I could just describe Pixie it. Pixie Dust Training Day. Say <laughs> like once upon a time mixed. No, it was like War of Warcraft mixed with rain, Training Day. Basically. Ish. Like. Yeah. Um, I took it for what it was. was I mean, I, I didn't expect yeah. it to win awards. I was entertained throughout. It, it, it pretty much is a popcorn flick, but people were saying the reason why the critics were shitting on this shit was for two things. Number one, because who wrote the movie? Max Landis, who... If you follow him in Twitter and everything, he's he's a really outspoken dude, screenwriter in Hollywood that has these really great ideas, but he's kind of full of himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kind of probably burned some bridges, so it's probably because of that. And because this is a really big blockbuster movie, it didn't go into the theaters. This went straight to Netflix. So if they showed how successful this movie was going to be, this was going to kind of change the game. Definitely, and it came with a budget, too. What The production it, of this was, what, $80 million? Like Man, this Netflix just gave the bad. Yeah, this wasn't That's no fucking. This right wasn't now. no lifetime <laughs> biopic shit. Like this was, uh, they went all out. They, they Netflix even said they're in debt because they got all these ideas, man. Netflix is the is the what's it called? The Army and the Navy, shit, and another motherfucking crew. Man, I just look at Netflix, man. I just you gotta remember. Remember how they you gotta used remember. To be? I, Blockbuster could have bought them. I came from Blockbuster. You know, I was a part of that <laughs> franchise, and I'm just like, they offered you. To buy them mm-hmm. for fifty fucking million dollars, fifty, yep. and, 
and you mm-hmm. said that was back when they were still the video people. They were still they were still sending out via mail and yeah. shit. They didn't stream and yet. Was they didn't like, stream. Nah, our, we the king. They were like they pulled the Nicki Minaj. Yeah, they were like the average consumer wants to come in to the store to get the reviews from our client from our employees. But you know what and came? Motherfuckers was like Redbox, yeah. and motherfuckers was like, uh, "The hell we don't. Gas costs money now." <laughs> and um, feel me? The rest is history. And Redbox, no, Redbox showed up too, and Game Fix. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much just too. a whole bunch of alternatives. The Blockbuster came out, and Hollywood Video. I sh- you know, they were popping up. Well, Hollywood Video died before Blockbuster was still rocking. Well, at least my Hollywood Video out here fucking closed down before yeah. Blockbuster. Um, but yeah, Netflix. Hey man, do do what you, do what you got to do. When it comes to Will Smith, have you followed him on Instagram yet? Yeah, I have. That nigga's hilarious. Man, him going—he has a YouTube page too, man. Like him going on Instagram is the best thing in the world, man. <laughs> He's hella funny, yeah. and this shows how normal his family is. I'm like, yeah, this dude's funny. So yeah, so Willow and Jay they ain't really so weird after all. They're just like you and me, just hipsters. Oh yeah, they just—they just do their <laughs> own thing. Like I said, it took a while for me to warm up to Jaden, especially. But yeah. once I realized, yeah. just you know, he just. Didn't give a fuck what people thought about him. He's just gonna do him. I was like, I, I like that. I respect that. Because he's because he's black and he's rich. Yeah, exactly. Like the fuck I gotta worry about. <laughs> feel me? I'm moonwalking on fucking festival stages and shit <laughs> I, with blonde hair. I can rap. Not like my daddy, but I can fucking rap my ass yeah. off. Shit. Feel bad for the other kid. Well, I don't feel bad for the other kid. You know the kid from the Just the Two of Us video? Yeah, Trey. Yeah, they, he did a video with him, and I was like, damn, that's Trey. Oh yeah, I forgot. He's like my age now. Yeah. Shit. Trey Trey just likes being in the background. Like I've heard uh and when I say yeah, I've heard when I've heard, when I've heard I, it's nothing negative. Like it's actually very positive. Um because you make mm. more money when people don't know who the fuck you are or what you look like. Exactly. Um, so Well now they know what he looks like now because Will took a picture yeah. of him. So, so. he's just he doing look <laughs> all three of them they they play in their roles well. Will and Jada and uh Trey's mama, they all done raised them up right. So shouts out to him. But hey, Will Smith saving Netflix movies and shit. And speaking of Netflix, more Netflix more shows are coming out. Netflix. They just got the bag for every more fucking thing right now. Unlimited bags. <laughs> <laughs> fucking David Letterman's about to drop some shit, man. That's gonna be pretty yeah. dope. David Letterman was like, "Oh, I could get in on this too, for show sure, family." For show sure, family. Let me, let me go get an A-list guest uh, guest list that includes the likes of uh, George Clooney. Um, George Lopez and then he's like he goes and matter of fact let me just diversify my bonds let me go invite Jay-Z and the very first African American president no our president the president himself he's he got the president up in there Barack Barack Obama Obama. not that whole ass nigga in office but our president still the 44th president and a half culture's president baby (laughs) the 44th president and a half Barack Obama (laughs) 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 so he is yeah, that's gonna be really, really fucking dumb. I'm gonna man. tune in that for sure. Oh, everybody is. It's David Letterman. David Letterman. And I know what you did tune into finally because I kept keep telling you to watch it. Was Black Mirror? I always watch Black Mirror. I just never finished them. Um, because oh. it's like the Twilight Zone. And you know how I feel about the Twilight hey, Zone. Twilight Zone is the best series ever created across TV. Every time I every time I go to your house, you still low key watching episodes. Like, damn, nigga, what? Have you seen all the episodes of Twilight Zone? Yeah, I watch them all. I mm-hmm. want look. I might as well just put it out there right now. Twilight Zone, um, The Office. I can see. I can understand The Office. Yeah. Um, the Boondocks. I can understand The Boondocks. Yes. The censored Boondocks. Uh, it's not really funny when yeah. it's uncensored. I don't know why. 
Yeah, it's not really funny. Really? When it's censored, it's more funny. No, when it's censored and you hear the beeping sound, it's I don't know, it's funnier to me. Like, you know when Tom got pissed off oh, when they yeah, lost the yeah, fucking... Okay, um, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> that shit had me rolling. He's like, mother <laughs> fuck shit, shit, bricks, bricks, shit. <laughs> it wasn't as funnier. It wasn't as funny when it was, when it was like, uncensored. But when it was censored and you heard the beeps, that you shit was hilarious. You might got a point there. You know what? I'm going to take you up Same on that. Same with Dave Chappelle. Same with Dave Chappelle. You, you might Honestly, got a point there. I'm gonna of. take you up on that. I'm gonna watch him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna Censored. do some research. I'm gonna do some homework, and I'll yeah. come back with that. Um, so, Boondocks, Fresh Prince. Um, shit. We'll of course. Look at my fifth Martin. one. Martin. See, Martin's cool with me, but like, besides before the fifth season happened, and as much as I enjoy like watching the older stuff, like when you're a little kid, you miss all the innuendo, so you don't catch yeah. it till later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's in my top ten. <coughs> um, we'll put it at five for now. I'm sure I forgot. Okay, something. see, I, I don't have shows I rewatch. Maybe there was Xena I rewatched, Buffy I rewatched, Breaking Bad. I still need to rewatch because Breaking Bad is just the greatest show ever. But, wrong, uh, nigga, I don't, I don't wrong. Get, it's the Twilight. One zone. of the greatest. One of the greatest shows of ever. How Twilight about that? Zone one is the greatest them. series ever created. Don't you? Over the Wire. Yes. Oh, thank you. The Wire. Wow. The Wire goes in over Martin. Thank you. Okay. Well, I can see that. Well. Yeah, so Black Mirror, man. Let's go into the fourth season. Yeah, um, you didn't. Yeah. So I, I didn't watch episode. I want to call them episode. Yeah, episodes. I didn't watch episode three and six, but I saw the other four. Okay. Um, so USS okay. Callister. As far yes. as I'm concerned, that's the best produced episode of Black Mirror. That was, yeah, that was that should have been a fucking. I heard they might make that into an actual series. That was probably the pilot that we yeah. watched. Um, it was really, really amazing. Good. And so, speaking of Breaking Bad, we got uh, Jesse Plemons who played Todd in Breaking Bad. Um, oh yeah, who? Uh, yeah, well, he's also what's his name? If you ever watch Friday Night yes. Lights, he, he was yeah. Lowry. Um, yeah, that's how I see him. But they call him they call him Meth Hardy, right? <laughs> and so then you got and then Jimmy Simpson, who's been in shit. What hasn't he been in? Um, Hell, Kristen Malati, um, the Wolf of uh, Wall Street, Wolf of, and then Michaela Cole. Um, which the UK TV series you put me on? Yeah, chewing, chewing gum. gum. Thank and you. And she was also and she was also in um, Star yeah. Wars for a really really quick yeah. second. Super. So quick. they headlined. Yeah, gets. they headlined in All Star. Look, this episode was amazing um, because yeah, we can't spoil it. You gotta y'all gotta Are watch you serious? it. Serious? This shit's been out for a no, while. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. Yeah, you know um, what I'm yeah about when it. Yeah. when the episode opened up and everybody's all cheery, I'm like, oh okay, like we're actually gonna do a whole episode in space. And then, Wrong. Well, then they show Todd regular heads balding like LeBron. He goes in. He don't look like he amounts to <laughs> shit. Um, he asking for coffee. Motherfuckers looking at him weird. Like who the fuck is you? Come to find out, he is mm-hmm. the damn CTO, CFO, whatever of the company. Um, he's mm-hmm. just a fucking outcast. And yeah. then they introduce the new uh, employee that uh, Kristen Malati plays. And then all of a sudden, you start realizing all the characters. You're like, wait, I've seen these motherfuckers before. They were just... And they were on the yeah. shit. Then he goes home, and then you realize that what he's done is... So, he has a program, um, video game, whatever, called Callister. The USS Callister. Um, and he pretty much, he puts their DNA. He gets, like, strains of clothes in there and puts yeah, their DNA Yeah, he basically created a version... He yeah, he created a version that's off the grid. Um, and, yeah, like Buzzby said, he controls these motherfuckers. So, when they, like, when they treat him like shit in real life, he actually goes back and he... Reciprocates it back. Beats their yeah. ass. 
Yeah, the whole shit, that episode, that was, it was long, but it was like, damn, this could really be oh, a series. Oh, most definitely. It was intense. Yeah, don't, don't, don't spoil everything. You just got to watch. Just, that's the whole yeah. premise, pretty um, much. Archangel, so that was episode number two. I was impressed with that. That episode, that was really, yeah, I did not know Jodie, I knew Jodie Foster had a uh, had a hand in it, but I was like, where is she? And, I, and that's my dumbass fault for yeah, that. Jodie Foster, <laughs> um, she directed this. Um, she's the first woman to direct uh, an episode for Black Mirror. Um, yes. I liked it. I'm not going to go in too much it into was, it, but basically, I'm going to tell you the mother deserved what the fuck she got. Mm-hmm. It was, it, but it's kind of scary because you know they're awesome. Can you imagine if a dude did that to his girlfriend? Man, <laughs> just put a chip in their head so they could watch what the fuck. That's like shit. A controlling boyfriend would do. Look, man, that's some shit. I don't even want to divulge. And some things you just, yeah, you just don't need to. You don't need to know unless it comes down to it. You feel me? It's just like that. That's that's what that's what I like about Black Mirror because it makes you yeah. think. Really fucked up shit about technology. Oh, what? Oh, you didn't watch. Oh, so you didn't watch Metalhead? No, nah, right? I didn't watch that. My sister Damn. told me I could, that was one I could skip. She wasn't. My sister didn't feel uh, that one. I mean, you can. It's entertaining in a way. It, it'll kind of make you be just for a laugh. No, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna it. go back and I'll, I'll watch it. Um, and that's the thing about Black Mirror. You, you don't have to watch. Yeah, them in the they're, order, they're so. standalones, just like uh, the Twilight Zone. Um, mm-hmm. And then Hang the DJ. Yes. Um, I had no idea who Georgina Campbell was going into this, but after I watched that episode, Man. I'm here to stake my claim. Georgina Campbell is my <laughs> baby mama. Anybody want to say otherwise, you can get these hands. I don't give a motherfuck. The accent she got is sexy as hell. Um, she looked like she reads the top notch of the New York's bestsellers. Um, damn, you just damn, you just throwing your you shooting I'm your shooting, shot. I'm shooting you? my shot. I'm throwing the hail mary. I'm swinging for the fences. Um, I'm am swinging my, my stick with the puck on a on a power damn. play against us. Oh, uh, you no no no, you do the knuckle puck. Mighty I'm doing knuckle style, puck. Nigga. Um, whatever they got in fucking soccer, I'm doing that too. Um, damn. I'm, I'm doing it okay, all. Okay, we get we get it. <laughs> I mean, you didn't even say the premise of the show. You just talked yeah, about that. Man, fuck, fuck the premise of the show. Ain't no there ain't no premise. All the only premise you need to know is that Georgina Campbell is mine. That's all you need to know. Okay. But if you go watch any episode, because you didn't you didn't get through it, only episode you need to watch is Black Museum. I will get to that tomorrow. And I, and I don't even want to this is I don't even want to give you the premise of this one. I it is, it is a really good episode and it will make you want to put up the face. I will get to that tomorrow. That's that's all I'm that's all You I'm will say. know after I watch it because as always, when something entices my mind. Or when I will need to blame you for having me experience something, I always send you a text. Yeah, exactly. Or tweet, or whatever. Or maybe I'll be above. Oh, that too, yeah. And if you come about black marriage, about technology and shit, fucking Justin Timberlake made his return to music. And he dropped his video for his first single from his album, Man of the Woods, called Filthy. And he's like a fucking robot, and he's dancing and shit like that. And that was it was a dope video, but that's not what we're gonna talk about. What we're gonna talk about is this new album that's coming. It didn't take long for called, Black Twitter to get a hold of it and sub his face out and oh. put uh, Terrence Howard in. The, <laughs> they man, they they Terrence Howard is everywhere. Like he's a meme for everything. They got this nigga in the woods holding a stick. <laughs> and Maine on the Maine in the woods. Maine, Maine in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> But nah, but Black Twitter was kind of pissed off because well they were pissed off. They were thinking they were calling Justin Timberlake a culture vulture because when you see the trailer for the for the album, he's in the woods, he's looking extra white, he has his beard all grown out, he looked like a fucking what what are those a hunchback? Not a hunchback. What are those? 
Grizzly Adams. Oh, uh, Lumberjack. That's what he looks like. Looking like a damn Lumberjack and shit <laughs> like that. And, dude, Black Twitter was jumping to conclusions, saying, like, this is, he's a, like, they're, they're, they're bringing up the whole Janet Jackson shit. They're bringing up how he said the whole little All Lives Matter shit. In their eyes, he was a racist. <laughs> he was an undercover racist. Like, <laughs> like all the shit he's done. <laughs> You know, looking up to Michael Jackson, doing songs with Pharrell, doing the Ch- Charlie Wilson shit on BT Awards. Like, and you thinking he's undercover racist? Like, really? Really? He's like, for he didn't support Janet Jackson. And this is one thing I want to talk about. When he, every black person that brings that shit up about how he ditched Janet Jackson for the whole Super Bowl shit, let's let's do a scenario for you. What if it was Usher that got himself in that situation and he ripped off and he showed off the titty and they all attacked Janet J. They attacked both of them because you remember they attacked both Janet and Justin Timberlake. You remember that, right? So what if they talked to Usher and Usher said the same shit that Justin Timberlake said like, hey, bruh, I didn't know about it. I just did this, did this thing, man. And pretty much, I got money to make. But what <laughs> so, happened? And this is... No, no, no. No, but I'm just saying, do you think he would have did that? Like, if you put yourself in Usher's position when Confessions was about to come out, he needs to sell some, he needs to sell records. I know damn good and well that if he went that route, we wouldn't take Confessions for what it is and how we recognize it today. I can assure you that. Really? I, you think I so? definitely will. I, will. I will put that on Front Street. Look, I'm not saying that Justin Timberlake did that shit on purpose. But um, his people probably told him that. But I will say this, um, and shouts out to the legendary Paul Mooney. Everybody wants to be a nigga until it's time to until be a it's nigga. Time to be a nigga. I will say that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that part. But all I'm gonna say is lay off that white boy. Shit, gave us future sex love sounds. Now nigga. throughout his solo <laughs> career, I got. There's not much bad to say about Justin Timberlake, but with this single, eh. See, that's you. That's no, it ain't you. Just me. That's you. Not it ain't just me. I don't give a fuck. The only opinion that matters is my black opinion. That's fine. And Busby says that uh, that's filthy. That shit is. Mm, that shit is not. I don't know what it is. That's a really Peter Gabriel, Jamiroquai, a little bit of Michael, a little bit my of fucking Prince. Jamiroquai. I don't know what that's it is. How, that's how you know we getting old as fuck. My nigga said Jamiroquai. Futures laid out, virtual insanity. Yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, that's what it kind of sounds like yeah, to me. Peter it may Gabriel, sound like that to you. To me, and that's all that but matters. But to the majority that I represent. Not. Fuck them. Fuck them. That's what Trump says. To Fuck the majority them. I represent, <laughs> I listen to this shit five times. and uh, I listen to it all weekend. Good for you. I'm going to tell I'm you right now. To, I listen to it five listen times. To it again. And um, not one time. Like, I'm, I'm telling you. Two minutes in, I'm like, okay, the groove's gonna kick in. The groove's gonna kick. No, and it where's 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 the, where's the fucking groove? No, where, where is this it? ain't the clean version. Come on. Nah. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? What what was it to you that what that wasn't hitting you about this record? I'm just curious. I think the mixing of his vocals, most importantly, like I think you know what I will I will say that the mixing of his vocals didn't appease me. Um, and I think oh, yeah, I by threw the way, Timbaland in danger produced yeah. it. Timberland in danger produced yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, which is why it was I was so let down by it because I'm like, wow, that formula is pretty much Teflon. But it it, it kind of reminded me of Sexy Back a little bit because I didn't like Sexy Back when it came out. Well, I remember when that director came out, I wasn't. I enjoyed Sexy and Back when it came out. Look, man, I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> I went to an all guys high school. We had two all girls high schools close by. One of them threw a mixer like two weeks after it came out. And I had a nice young sexy back getting thrown on me, and I was like, "This song is the greatest." 
So, yeah, so maybe you need to go to a bar, and when that song comes on, that female's twerking on you. You're probably going to like Look, the there's song. There's a lot of songs that I call trash that in the heat of the moment when <laughs> the bat gets twerked on me, it's the greatest song on the planet. But at the same time, once it's done and my head is no longer in my pants, I can focus again. And I'll tell you straight up, look, it was good for that moment, but the shit's still trash. Um, I'm not necessarily going to call this trash. I'm just going to say for now, I'm not feeling it. Man, I don't know what it is. See, this wasn't this wasn't how I felt with Walk on Water. I can tell you that. So that's why I'm not gonna it call is, it trash. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just not feeling it right now. We'll see how it plays out. No, I I'm feeling, but anyway, it's the first track on the album actually, and pretty much what's gonna happen? It said one of four when I looked on his Instagram. It's pretty much every week he's gonna drop a video and song from the album and it's going to lead up to the release of the album and if you listen to the song it sounds like it's going to lead into the next track and if you see the trailer for the and you can hear how rock like how country i guess or bluegrass it sounds and shit uh-huh. like that i feel this is going to be like his to pimp a butterfly and as in how everything's going to connect in the end you know gotcha. what i mean and there's some features on there's two features it's going to be chris stapleton and alicia keys yeah see that chris stapleton one look man I, y'all need to know I'm in tune with my country music. And uh, hey. Chris Stapleton, one of the best damn songwriters out there. Shout out to my nigga Cam. Um, Cam had to remind folks uh, over the weekend that just because you black and brown don't mean you can't enjoy some good country music. If, Man, Garth Brooks, nigga. If you actually listen to the lyrics of uh, country music, um, like Ice-T once said, country music and hip-hop is basically cousins. You just got to pay attention mm-hmm. to the shit. I, yeah, they, if you listen to them lyrics, they say some real like, shit. Y'all thought rappers go hard on women? Like, these country singers go hard on a bitch. Dude, there's a song called Fuck You, yes. Bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I thought that was a parody until I looked it up, and I'm like, this is a legit with, video. Like, with and millions of views. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there was one song, it wasn't that, but the lyrics, basically, dude was pissed off, his girlfriend was fucking around on him. And he threatened to drive 80 miles per hour and throw the damn dog out the window. And I was like, (laughs) 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 and I was like, yo, that's a little overboard because, you know, I love my canines, but I can fuck with this nigga because he's going through some shit and I can relate to that. (laughs) You feel me, though? See, and that's and, and everyone on Black Twitter is like, oh wow, Justin Timberlake gonna drop a country album, man. I ain't gonna listen to country. And I'm going like, y'all just forget that he's white. Justin Timberlake's right. always been white. <laughs> like he's never wanted to be black. Well, he did have the Cone Rose with NSYNC, but yeah, I don't know about all never, that. I mean, you yeah, know, that's what he, I'm saying. Yeah, I said the Cone Rose. He was in the that's same. Same. I'm not saying anything about M. I'm just gonna say, you know, when Do Rag M was popping, so was Timberlake. Uh, Cone or Cone Rose yeah. Timberlake. Hey, that should be the cover. Cornrows Timberlake. <laughs> Cornrows and Do-Rags. That might be the title. <laughs> Cornrows and Do-Rags with a picture of Justin Timberlake. With Cornrows. And Justin Timberlake hates that picture, too. Oh, He's like, oh, I remember Should've one time. Took it I remember bed. one time. I remember one time someone posted a picture and he posted on his Instagram. And he felt hella salty. He's like, oh, so y'all trying to play me posting this old NSYNC picture of me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was... <laughs> Man, you the one that yeah. you the one that agreed to take it, <laughs> not me. You the one that was in the group, bro. So don't get all mad at us. But yeah, man, of, man in the woods, man of the woods. This is leading up. I think this is whole. This is leading up to the Super Bowl because the album comes out February second, right. and it's leading up. It's like the weekend. It's the Friday before his Super Bowl, the halftime show for the Super Bowl, and fucking what else? 
something else I want to say. Super Bowl show. And yeah, and also a week after the damn, um, it's like the after week the after the Grammys. Grammys. So it's like perfect timing because I have a feeling next year is going to be all white. <laughs> it's going to be in the best album of the year is going to be Justin Timberlake, Taylor Swift, fucking um, Justin Timberlake, Taylor Swift, Sam Smith, and fucking probably Kanye just to put in, put in the yeah, black. Yeah, I feel like film. Uh, I feel like music wise, it's going to be all white again. But I feel like film wise, Black Panther is going to lead the surge um, for, some, movies, for some black yeah. films that are going to start coming yeah. out. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, shout out to Tim Lake, so we might as well. That's like a leading into our reviews for some the little music that yeah, came out. Some music that came out. Um, normally, we would mm-hmm. again. I told everybody straight up. Once the Illies came out, leave us the fuck alone for a few weeks. Um, we enjoying family time, sleeping time, relaxing time, and all that. Um, but Lil Wayne said, eh, eh. "Yeah, um, he. We already knew he was coming out. He was going to drop a uh, dedication six on Christmas for a few weeks. Um, I didn't." care to listen to it but again me we neither. do this for y'all um with that being said let me pull up this track list real quick you <laughs> <laughs> sound so just I mean I, 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 I didn't want to you know I didn't want to pay attention to I don't want to talk let's just, let's just no let's just talk about some highlights and then just leave it from there damn it the DNA freestyle was decent no it wasn't <laughs> decent no it wasn't with a capital D see if my friend's listening to this, Gabby, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, but it just didn't hold up. I'm sorry. whole album was just... The whole mixtape was just blood. He had his moments, but it was just blood. I'm like, I'm never going to listen to yeah, this so again. We started with, so it starts off with Fly Away. Um, you hear the the lighter spark up, and you're like... it just it, That's the thing with, with Wayne, and it sucks, too, because no matter how bad I've trashed him, as soon as I hear the lighter spark, it's ultimate nostalgia, and I'm like... Okay, maybe this time he can put it together. Wrong. I ain't gonna, I'm not even going to give y'all some sympathy shit or like I'm not even going to play with y'all like that. Like we just going to get right down to the nitty gritty. Fly away and every day we sick. I was not fucking feeling. I went back and listened to this project three separate times. Damn, three times. I wasn't huh? feeling it. You better than me. Um, now, when you we get to Boys to Menace with Gutta Gutta, first of all, I ain't heard Gutta Gutta in a while. It was actually. I haven't heard Gutta Gutta since Man, it was refreshing to hear from Gutta. Um, he actually fit that he fit that track. It worked well. Wayne configured his flow to match lyrically, so it worked. Um, Eureka mm-hmm. with Hood Baby, Hoodie Baby. I had no idea who the fuck Hoodie Baby was before this. Who the fuck is Hoodie Baby? I'm intrigued about Hoodie Baby. I'm not gonna front with you. His two features on this project have me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to Five Star with Nicki. That was just garbage. Trash. Basura. I mean, the whole shit about it was trash. Even Nicki's verse was trash. I mean, it, I remember at first I heard it, I was like, oh, it was kind of decent. And then I re-listened to it again. I just randomly went back and re-listened to it. I'm like, nah, this Because trash. you know what it is? It's a testament to that damn rock star beat. That, you can put mm-hmm. anybody on that fucking track and they're going to sound halfway decent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I went back and even on the first listen, I was like, eh. But then I went back and re-listened again and again and it just got worse and worse from there. So I didn't even waste time with that. Mm-hmm. Um... You really going through the I thought, man? You really going through the whole fucking mixtape? No, I'm trash. not. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll skim through this. EXO tour life was eh. That's another testament to no. That, that shit was trash. That's another testament to the production. Um, the little Uzi too. Let them all in was interesting to me because it had the potential. It just they, you know what it was? They didn't have the enthusiasm I was looking for. Like Corey Guns was rapping his ass off, but Corey Guns is that wild card. You know what I mean? Where it's 
You know he can. Kari Guns. You know he can rap. Kari Guns. Mm-hmm. But he just don't have that yeah. character to like be that star. Kari Guns should have signed with Nick Cannon, and maybe he would have a uh, Kalani type he career. Did. But, but they, they merged the deal with the uh, Young Money. Oh well, damn. Well, shit. He just yeah. sucks then. Um, young, <laughs> young was pure ass. Like it was just ass. <laughs> and I'm not talking. Ass. I'm not talking about good, wholesome, thick, nicely shaped ass. I'm talking about this is stank booty ass. Well, then not even wash your yeah, ass. Like, ass. Just say yeah. This is go home and wash your ass for two days straight and don't come out. Well, um, damn. That's pretty harsh. The track was Zoe Dollars. Um, what's next? I ain't, I haven't heard about Zoe Dollars, but you know my boy uh, Devin. Shouts out, big bro Dev. He got his uh, production company where they, um, you know, they're basically behind the scenes and putting on um, the production for a lot of these music videos. Um, he produced uh, Zoe Dollars um, single that features Chris Brown. So that's that's oh, okay. only how I recognize the name. Um, but I heard his verse on this, and I'm, I actually want to go check out some Zoe Dollars. Like he impressed me. Um, Black and Out was you really going? Black and Out was Ann. Going. Sue Wu was garbage. <laughs> my dog, my dog, I was to for Hoodie just... Baby, and then Yeezy Sneakers was like, okay, I could at least that was nice, a nice outro. But overall, it was he just he forget don't got it like y'all my fucking little wayne stands gotta let this shit go the nigga don't got it no more he don't okay his mind is too fucking leaned out he's too fucking leaned out he let me tell you this right now and it's gonna hurt y'all feelings i don't give a fuck 2018 i ain't got no fear and this is how we gonna start this shit off if he was too fucking leaned out to pay attention to his goddamn contract i'm gonna leave it at that I'm just gonna leave that shit. Well, like speaking of contracts, well, apparently he's gonna release a second half to Dedication Six for whatever reason, and right before That's New Year's, that's a great Year's, way to put it. For whatever fucking reason, <laughs> he and for whatever reason he they dropped. I guess the first batch, the first, I guess the first part of the second half, which I don't think it's ever gonna come mm-hmm. out, is the Family Feud freestyle with Now Aubrey. This I like, and. Yeah, and and it's funny because they released this. They released that freestyle the same day the video dropped. But I was like, hmm. I don't know if that was deliberate or whatever. Of course, Drake is always sneaky like that. But Drake wrapped his ass off on this shit. When when Drake is focused, man, he can rap his shit off. He should have just kept the whole beat for himself because he wrapped his ass off on that shit. I think he listened to a few episodes of our podcast last year. He probably did. He probably did. When he's focused, he sounded really angry too. Especially when he did that little slight diss to Apple Music mm-hmm. kind of saying that he needs a he needs a little bite of the apple. And I was like, oh really? Hey okay. man, look, Jay was trying to put him up on game. He didn't want to pay attention. Hey man, you didn't want to go to title. Look what happened. Yeah, you didn't want to go to title. Now you're just trying to get a bite out of that mm-hmm. apple. <laughs> well, how how does whole laugh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that ain't it. Oh. Um, whatever. Family Feud, but yeah, he freestyled. The, he said the shit. And also, side note, I remember after this freestyle came out, like a week or two after the freestyle came out, it got announced that Jimmy Iovine's leaving Apple yeah. Music. Now that's interesting, because reports are coming out. He even said in meetings that there's no there's no money in streaming. And if he's jumping ship pretty quick, that should tell you he's leaving in August supposedly. Mm-hmm. So if he's jumping ship, he sees something, and everyone should pay attention to that. One of Dre's gonna leave with him. Yeah. Um I mean, the thing of it is with them is, you know, they got a great fallback on uh, this device called Beats. Um, yeah. So they ain't really tripping off of that. 
Um, but yeah, not that too. you are you are correct, and people need to pay attention to what he's saying because he is probably one of the most important tastemakers that this culture has seen. When you just factor in everything that Interscope has done for yeah, um, when Jimmy Iovine speaks, you got to pay attention. Like he's he ain't just talking out of his ass. Um, so Drake, so Drake should pay attention here, and well, he probably knows yeah. himself. Yeah, but anyway, when it comes to Weezy's fucking, I guess, part of the, that damn song, I mean, you rapped it, then at first I really loved it, and then towards the second half, it's like, okay, nigga, shut you up. Well, it is, it sucks too, because this, I will say this about Wayne. Lyrically, he was on point for D6. The problem is, is he kept, he kept trying these new flows and shit, and like one song would be, he put a lazy flow on a track that needed a aggressive flow. And then he do vice versa. Mm. So, like, I don't know about cats that how they listen to music. For me, it's the overall presentation. Like, it, that's, I can't just hear bars. Like, it's how you flow. It's the production you jump on. It's the whole package. Yeah. Um, yeah that should get lost in translation because I know some hardcore Wayne stands that were all up in my mentions pissed off. And I'm like, yo. Um, pissed off? Why are they pissed off? You mean no, they were pissed off at me because I wasn't, you know, uh. wasn't going to. Succeed to the fact that this was good. No, I'm not buying that notion. Oh. You can sell that stock easy. Um, well, damn. Yeah, his his verse on this was. I I knew he yeah. was talking about something, but it's just the flow wasn't matching. So whatever. How old is Wayne now? Shit, he's born eighty two. So thirty six. Thirty five. Thirty five. Thirty six. Damn it, and he still hasn't. He, he's shown no damn growth in my opinion. But whatever. yeah, but he. He peaked at Carter 2. Carter 3. Carter 3, he peaked. Carter 3 was just him making it uh, mainstream. No, 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 no. I'll take that back. No ceilings is when he peaked. I'll say no ceilings. Uh, you know, you're right. I'm I'm peaking-wise, yes, you're right. It was around that time. Yeah. Right? No ceilings, but yeah. Sorry, Wheezy. Anyway, listen to some de- decent albums. Travis and... I'm about to call him Quavo. Quavo, yeah. Quavo so the, or Quavius. So the like day King before Quavius. we planned on, which we dropped the Illies on Friday the 23rd, um, out of nowhere, the day before the 22nd, um, Quavo and Travis were both on their social media, and then after a while, they're like, man, fuck, we just going to drop this album tonight. And I was like, well, okay. yeah, I was like, all right, for sure. Like, thanks, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to and of course everybody's hitting both of us up like when we gonna get the review and again I'm like motherfucker we are on break leave us alone <laughs> mm. they hit you up they hit me they knew, <laughs> they knew what I, how I felt about it very just block because I'm tired of collab albums leave that shit in 2017 before we do this review I'm gonna say a public service announcement no more review no more collab albums if your name is not J. J. Cole and Kendrick if your name is not Kanye and Hove if you're not Hove and Beyonce if you're not even Eminem and Royce the Five Nine if you're not one of the major heavy hitters in hip hop right now do not drop a collabo album do not yeah that's your public service announcement from Busby um from me I actually like these projects I actually heard that um Takeoff's collaboration project is going to be with none other than Lil Yachty. And as much as I have to say about Lil Yachty, I will have to admit to you, I'm a little intrigued. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. But for now, we got this anyway. one-third of the Migos. And, of course, LaFlame. Huncho Jack. Jack Huncho. I will say this up front. I enjoyed this shit on first listen. 
I enjoyed this shit on second listen. I enjoyed it on third listen. Some Dr. Seuss shit. Some Dr. Seuss shit. I enjoyed it on first listen. (laughs) I enjoyed it on second listen. (laughs) You want some green egg ham with that too? But after the third listen, and me reminiscing, this shit is moderate (laughs) at its position. There you go. Oh shit. Uh, Yeah, to, to me, it's a, it's a, I took it for what it was. It's it's a mediocre project, but I will say this. It's one of the most bumping-ass, fire-ass, mediocre projects I've heard in a long time. I play mm. this shit back-to-back at least twice a day since it drops. Since it dropped, I should say. Mm. Um, I mean, it bumps in the whip, I bet. Yeah, it definitely does. And for me, one thing that took a while was the mixing of this. And again, that goes back to just being in this music production course. Because uh, now I'm hearing things that I wouldn't... You know, unless you're training your ear, you wouldn't know what to look for. So mixing wise, it took a while. Like there was one track, I think, um, the fucking Moon Rock track. I'm driving and there's these damn squeaks in the background of the song. I'm thinking my damn brake pads are going out in my car. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Then I when I stopped and I kept hearing it go. I was like, oh, it's part of the song. Okay. Um, Modern Slavery was a nice opener. Black and Chinese is that shit. Uh, Eye to Eye would take off. Real nigga, ah, get one to the sky. I like that shit. Um, of course, everybody knows motor- motorcycle patches because uh, uh, watch out, big baller brand. Watch out, we for the fam. Watch out. Oh god. Um, Jack was an interesting track for me. Of course, it's the title track. Um, the drum pattern on that was different. Like there wasn't, it was all sub. Like there wasn't that that definite kick. So it was just snare and sub and i liked it it was cool mm-hmm. the hook was dope and that's one thing that i will say about this project it's a fucking cheat code as far as hooks go you got two motherfuckers that specialize in hooks and you put them together like this shit's not fair it, it really not like yeah. imagine fucking akon and t-pain in 2008 saying hey we're gonna make a fucking collab album shit's not fair um, Probably. And then you get Saint Go. Dubai shit with Offset. That's my shit right there. Dubai shit. Dubai whips. Different place. Different chips. I like that shit. Um, Saint Laurent mask was cool. Moon Rock, of course. But my favorite joint out of this was Where You From. I don't know about you. Mm. I like that shit. When Travis Scott and his fucking auto tuned ass voice, when he yells out, Freaks! Got me geeked. Energy. Suck it out of me. I don't know about you, nigga. That's a spiritual experience for me. Okay. Man. Um, and then you close out with the best man, which it took a while for it to grow on me, but mm-hmm. I can sing along with that. So overall, again, I will be the first one to admit to you, this is a pretty mediocre album. But at the same time, I fuck with the mediocrity. It's amazing. I, I, that's you. I don't fuck with mediocrity. <laughs> you better come with it. Come on, I mean, but what, what were you expecting from a Travis Scott and Quavo production? Exactly. I just listened out of curiosity. Just, I always listen out of curiosity, and if it don't move me, I'm just not going to revisit it. So you revisited it. That's why I let you talk about it. But to me, I was just, you know, Get your phone. Get your bitch on phone. Captain Jack. So. Got plaques on plaques. You want to talk about this? You want to talk about this Brockhampton shit? You just want to move scheme on I'll talk over about it. it. You can talk about the reaction. And when I say talk about it, I'm going to skim through it. Uh, so we have Brockhampton, uh, Saturation 3. Of course, I think on our Illies, uh, on our top 50 list, they were, what, 41 or 42? Um, the, yeah, something like that. Both one and yeah. two. Yeah. One and two. Smack. Yeah. Um, 
Saturation 3 came around and everybody was praising it, so I'm like, okay, cool, this is something I can look forward to. Yeah, same here. Um, I will say, right when I got to Stupid, which was number six, I was over the album. Um, I just, oh, it. Yeah, it took, it took you to number six, huh? It shit. didn't. I was over it after the start. Yeah, it did track. not connect with me at all. I don't know what the fuck y'all was ah. listening to. Um, because Dead I, I agree, which we both agreed with y'all on one and two. Um, but with this third joint, y'all some legit fucking homers, and I'm not gonna listen to what y'all gotta say about Brockhampton anymore. That's not to say I'm. I mean, Brockhampton. That, yeah, that's not yeah, to say we're gonna. Yeah, that's not to say we gonna tune out. I'm just now I know when you speak about them, and y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. I still got love for you, but you know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um, yeah, when I see them talk about this in the group in future um i'm just not gonna pay that much attention to it i mean yeah that's how i really felt about it especially when i was looking at some of these like end of the year reviews especially like the needle drop man i know it's his opinion but he just he put brockhampton 2 over kendrick and crit which was really that was yeah. just like what I, like, I respect his opinion it's his opinion he listens to all types of music but when you put that album over crit and Kendrick and 444 really really yeah I mean yeah I mean whatever it's y'all opinion but sometimes y'all opinions can be really fucking just trash. out there out there and other people were praising this album too and to me and JC it's just blah it's just yeah, whatever I mean, it was, just, it was I mean, noise I, after a while it was just playing in the background I, was, I won't say I won't yeah background music I won't say noise noise is fucking peekaboo peekaboo rah, peekaboo rah, that's rah, noise rah, 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 rah. Yeah, that's noise. But yeah, more more music gonna drop later on this year. So stay tuned. I don't know what's gonna drop this Friday. Maybe more Timberlake. So I don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah, I don't even know what else is gonna I come out. I don't know. Shit. Music's dropping in February. That's all yeah, I, pretty that's much. All I know. So we might as well get into sports. And as of right now, yeah. Bama's getting smoked. Yeah, so right now we're in the third quarter. It's about five fifteen left. Um, Georgia's up 20 to 10. I hope they complete this ass whooping against Alabama. Yeah, make the cipher complete. They need to get there. Have they ever gotten their ass whooped in the national championship? Yeah, when Ohio Bama? State whooped their ass in the first uh, national championship game. Well, shit. Um, so <laughs> last week, so obviously last week, how we got to this point, um, you had the Rose Bowl, which was uh, Georgia against Oklahoma. And then you had the Sugar Bowl, I believe, which was Alabama and Clemson. Um, the Rose Bowl was fire. Uh, that Sugar Bowl, though, it was everything but sweet. Yeah, that shit, Fucking that was trash. Garbage-ass game. Um, mm-hmm. That's how we got up to here. And, of course, we've been talking about Kendrick all night. We found a segue to put him in, but he performed at halftime again. After this ends, we're going to listen to that. Um, yeah. So that's... Into the NFL, because I'm excited about yeah, this Yeah, so we have playoffs. reached the end of the season. Playoffs? Playoff time. Um we do not have a representative from the Bay Area uh, representing. Um, We're all sitting on the couch. Sitting on the couch. We did have a rep from L.A. in, though, but now they're sitting on the couch, too, in the Rams. Yeah, well, let's talk about this, man. Your Raiders gave John Gruden the bag. Yeah. Um, the bag. <laughs> so I want your opinion before I go and laugh. So um, there, was, there was a report that came out. In regards to okay, so let's rewind it back even further. Um, we get to the last game against the Chargers. Um, it's a very ugly game. Oh, that nigga's pissed off on the sideline. Oh, he real mad. He, he big, big mad. mad. <laughs> um, I don't even think 
Coach Del Rio made it off the field before they told him he was fired. That's what I was like, man. I was like, the game over. I look on Twitter, like, oh, he fired. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and so, shit. of course, I'm like, damn, that sucks. But, you know, it's a uh, what have you done for late, me lately business. And that's just how it goes. Yep. Um, and you can't start your tenure going seven and nine, make the playoffs your second year, and then your third year start off worse than you did when you were seven and nine by going six and ten. It just that's not going to work. Mm. Um, yep. And then the report came out. Um, whoever the journalist was that got this report, he knew his shit because I didn't even think this information was going to leave the facility. Um, basically what happened was they coached Del Rio, coach Tice had sold Mark Davis on the fact that, um, coach Downing, who was the quarterback's coach at the time and this year, the offense coordinator told him that, uh, he had five or seven offers for from other teams to be an offensive coordinator. They needed to jump on it to keep him. Um, so that's how Coach Musgrave ended up with being outed, and he ended up in Denver. Well, at some point throughout the season, Mark had a conversation with them, like, what the hell's going on because the offense doesn't look good. I thought you said Coach Downing was going to be heralded by other teams. And that's pretty much when shit hit the fan, and they basically conspired to get Coach Musgrave out. Um, Coach Downing didn't have any offers, and that's how Coach Del Rio and the staff ended up being fired. Damn. That's crazy. I like Jack Del Rio, too, man. I was like, I really thought for sure he was going to take you guys to the promised yeah, land. Definitely, definitely well, thought he, he it, definitely did. thought it was going to go down that way. Um, obviously, because I had relationships with everybody involved, um, it was unfortunate to see it being played out. On one hand, with Coach Del Rio, um, it sucked him being the East Bay hometown hero, coming back to the town to rep the team. On the flip side, though, now that I know the full... Well, not that I knew. I already knew. Just the fact that it came out now. <laughs> um, yeah. On the other hand, I got a lot of love for Coach Musgrave because Coach Musgrave was the one that recommended to Coach Del Rio to get the other end zone shot, which allowed me to travel my last two years when I was with the team. Well, um, so it's just it's an ugly mix-up. It's unfortunate that it was the coaching staff is what led to pretty much the demise of the end of the season. That... There was yeah. another report saying that yeah. after the, the Chiefs game in week 14 or 15, whatever week it was, um, coaching staff berated uh, Derek in front of the rest of the locker room. And you just, mm-hmm. just, you just it, it can't go down like that. Um, but where there's a, a door closing, there's always one that opens up. It's a new day. Yes, it is. It's a new day, but it's a returning day. Oh man, I, man, y'all! Can I? I want to say this: the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, they gave John Gruden a ten-year plan, ten-year contract for ten million dollars a year for a hundred million dollars. Hundred motherfucking million dollars. Hundred M's. Oh man, I had to reread that shit. A hundred million dollars for ten years. Ten years. Shit. I like Gruden, but for 10 years? Shit. You know that tells me? That tells me that <coughs> this he's going to be at the obviously he's going to be at the forefront when this move takes place. Um mm-hmm. but they got some long-term plans that they ain't even going, you know. Man, imagine how out that's some out that's some, man, he really uh, like Mark is really Al Davis's son. That's some shit Al Davis would do. Yeah, basically. Pretty, they said the rumor originally that he wanted the ownership. They wanted to give him a part of ownership. That pretty much is ownership right there. So shit, 
pretty much John Gruden. And I don't know how he feels right now. It's funny how the universe works. He got fired because he couldn't get he couldn't get along with Al Davis, and then went and beat him in the Super Bowl. Didn't win for the whole for the rest of his career. Let's keep it funky. He did not win shit with the Bucks. He only won one Super Bowl ring with the Bucks, and yeah, he never returned to his playoffs after that. Oh, huh? Bucks maybe never ret- one maybe maybe one time after that because I know he coached until two thousand eight with them. Um, but after that, yeah, they will trash. Yeah. They you know what's trash. crazy, man? I'm so surprised they yeah. haven't created a screenplay to create a film around that damn Super Bowl. So much shit happened. I mean, to the point where the fucking... 30 for 30. Not even a 30 for 30, like a full-fledged film. Because if you mm. remember everything that happened, fucking offensive lineman disappeared and was in Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. John Gruden was the former coach just a year earlier, so his fucking defense is calling out the offensive plays on the fucking field. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a 30 for 30. This shit's a 30 for 30. The whole... What happened to... That whole Super Bowl with the Raiders and Bucks should be a 30 yeah. for 30. At, at the very least. Just at crazy. the very least. But, man, 10-year deal, man, and now everyone's all questioning about Carr and, like, if he's going to get along with Carr because of how Gruden is as a coach and shit. Man, I already made a little prediction. Like, this is a big what if. Not a prediction, just a what if. Just because I like fuckery. See, you like fuckery. I like some fuckery, too. What if he trades Derek Carr for some shit? He some trades shit. Derek Carr for a draft pick. <laughs> for some shit. <laughs> 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 and he ends up signing Kaepernick. I don't see that. Um, I, I know you don't see it, but for the sake of fuckery. You're just, just... saying that for the sake of fuckery because, like me, you want to see the world burn. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> and you're only saying that because yeah. it's the team that I, you know, had transformed and converted over to. No, 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 no. You're a Niner by heart because we coming back. No, nah, them days long gone, G. Unless, unless they want to no, throw the bag ain't. at me and bring me back to the NFL, then hey, by all means, you know, a little selfless, see, they, see, they shameless promo Would right you be there. a Browns fan? Would they, if the Browns paid you, you become a, Brown, you become a Browns oh, fan? Oh, man, I've already, I've already said Browns? this. My most underrated trip I've ever taken was to Cleveland. I could get down in Cleveland for sure. A lot of people sleep well, on I'm Cleveland. I'm not talking about Cleveland. I'm saying you would be a Browns fan. I'm talking about uh, the, for damn the football 0 team. 16 motherfuckers through a parade. I would be on the float my damn self. Wow, they can see. See, you hear that NFL? JC wants his soul to be bought. So if the price is right, his soul hey, will be man, bought look, for a team. We all, we all thought John Gruden was going to retire, just calling games every Monday. But shit, they the price was right. Nah, he wanted he wanted the he coach. Know, he he wanted the coach, but he, the price had to be right. And I think, yep, and man, I think ten million a year for ten years—that's a good price. So I'm just, man, I'm not, you know, I, I like my position here where I could talk every single Monday like John Gruden. But if the NFL, you know what I'm saying, wants to bring me out of this self-imposed retirement, I'm not gonna be one to oblige it if the price is but right. Come on down! Come on down! Yeah. Oh, you man, talk about my time out. Time out. the fuck out. No, 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 no. Time the fuck out. Because I tried to tell your ass over the year. No, you, no, you didn't tell me nothing. No, 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 no. We're gonna segue into this real quick. No. Yo ass no. kept saying, man, fuck this. We're going to win this. We're going to be like just like the Browns. We only going to win two hey, games. I don't, I, I don't I, recall I, that. I, 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 and I kept saying, yo, just have patience. At the very least, y'all going to get four games. I don't, I don't know how y'all going to get it. I don't recall that. Oh, I don't oh, you, recall that. My I don't ass. Recall that. We could go back nope. to the damn whatever episode it was where we were doing the season predictions. We go back to that episode. That was another buzz. That was another buzz. I don't know that buzz, B. 
<laughs> that was another I told you straight up, I don't know this how y'all was going to get four wins, that, but you, you was going to get shit. at least four wins. And you ended up with the same record hey, as us. You tell me shit. Hey, you didn't tell me shit. You tell me okay. nothing. We have hope. We have hope. That's six wins of hope. You got six wins of disappointment. Well, I wasn't saying that to bash you. I was saying you, no, you no, were no, the no, one no, talking about, oh, I'm you're just saying two that. wins. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. Hey, I'm just saying that because I'm happy with my quarterback. We started that my how things change. Man, Guapolo, Jimmy, Guapolo, bro. Man, I don't know what it is. Good gunslinger. That's gonna be a nice man. He he is smart. He he knows how to. He stay. He would have. He would have been the heir to Tom Brady's throne. And you know who else knew that? Fucking Tom Brady. That's a nice little sub. We might as well talk about man, that. You right talk now, about nobody really wins from the Family Feud. Shit. Family Feuds. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know what's going on over there in New England, but there's a power struggle going on Something. over there. Shit, I told you, did you read did. the article or not? Man, uh, just that ESPN article, man, they just pretty much said, in a nutshell, Tom Brady knows his time is go- coming up, and uh, he he pretty much felt Jimmy Garoppolo was a threat, so he pretty much convinced the fucking owner to trade him. There was a and conspiracy in Oakland, and apparently there was a conspiracy in New England. <laughs> and they're saying, people within New England are pretty much saying, like, you know, this might be the last year with all three of them. And then when I, by the way, I'm looking at it, Belichick's gone. Not Brady, not the owner. Belichick's going to leave. And I think he's going to destroy the team well, from see, within. Well, the thing with this is that they, they did theory. ask him, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday, but it got reported today. They did ask, you know, do you want to come back? And he said, of course I want to come back. Um, I'll be very surprised <laughs> if he is gone next year, but I will say we're likely looking at the last day. The end yeah. of a dynasty. The end of a dynasty. That uh, Pretty much that 28-3 comeback. Was the beginning they of the got end. rid of the future just for, and I mean, I, again, when when yeah, Tom Brady they when got he of, came back and he won last year, I had to look. I had to call it for what it was. I had to let go of the Joe Montana praise. Tom Brady is the best quarterback we've seen. At the mm-hmm. same time, he is nowhere near his prime. He's literally one hit away from having to call it quits. Yep, and that, and Belichick knows but that somehow, That's some what, way. Yeah. You allowed him to talk you into getting rid of the person that was going to take over. Allegedly, allegedly, you got to keep saying, you got to say that because they, cause of course, they deny you can do it, that politically but. correct bullshit all you want. <laughs> this is the NFL, baby. Yeah, of course, and I know the politically correct bullshit that gets spewed out. That's politically correct bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I believe that because yeah, he got rid of both his quarterbacks. Yeah, That's the thing. Uh, and they'll say his name to Indy, and they said yeah, and then and then hearing like the day after the fucking trade, he comes back on, on Tom Brady comes back on the field all happy, chopping it up with Brian Hoyer and shit ain't like that. That's some shit though. Like oh Jimmy Jimmy G, you were so good for us. We're gonna send you to California. Oh you nigga, we're just gonna send you where the KKK's at. Go to Indy. <laughs> but that those were pretty much the future of his franchise and belichick knew that so yeah like this this if they go and win this i'll be if they go all the way again this year i'll be you know i won't be surprised but it will be interesting most definitely um everybody loves everybody loves the drama speaking of the nfl too many people i don't know did you see the report about the nielsen uh scan the ratings the ratings are down. Okay. 
there's granted the ratings were down. People were trying to put it on the um, the protests, which I'm sure that was taking place. You also got to factor in a key element: people are subbing down from uh, subscribed um, cable television. So mm-hmm. as a result, people ain't tuning in. But on the flip side, if you actually look at the streaming for Amazon, because they had the Amazon deal for Thursdays, and just any mm-hmm. other forms of streaming that include the NFL, streaming was up 400% this year. Yep. So y'all could believe what y'all want to believe. Motherfuckers were still watching football. Oh, yeah, they were. They were. We were. Like, I, I, I remember I even I was on my bullshit. Like, oh, oh no, man. I, I just I, I think I'm done. And then the Raiders caught them next two games, and I was like, "Yep, I'm yeah, off that bullshit. I'm right back. back there." <laughs> yeah, that's why I wasn't. I wasn't gonna be boycotting shit. My team was gonna start winning. That's why I looked at everyone saying, "Like, oh, I'm gonna boy. I ain't gonna watch." I'm like, if your team started winning and they were about to go to the Super Bowl, your black asses would be sitting right back yeah. on that couch yeah. watching. Because you notice later in the season, everyone stopped taking knees and shit. I noticed well, that shit. It lost so, its purpose. It lost yeah. its meaning. Exactly. So. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, Marvin Lewis. Look, Marvin bro, Lewis. I'm going to tell you straight up right fucking now. Excuse me. Marvin Lewis got to have blackmail-worthy photos of Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals. Like, he's got to have this dude fondling equipment managers or something. Something. Because just a month and a half ago, Adam Schefter was reporting that he's, he's for all intents and purposes, he's gone after the season ends. Um, the season ended, and all of a sudden, I get a text from you talking about the Bengals are fucking dumb. And I'm like, huh? Because at the time, I was driving. I pulled my car over and went to Twitter. Because, you know, these days, you don't just go to just ESPN or TMZ or whatever. You go to ESPN via Twitter. And I look and I'm like, this this motherfucker got a two year extension. <laughs> two year extension after beating the after the last week when they beat the shit out the Ravens, they decide to sign him to two more years. Yeah, All right. what's his name? What's his old boy? The receiver? Ocho Cinco or uh, AJ Not Green? Ocho Cinco. They AJ they Green wasted leave, his man. career, man. It's sad. <laughs> he needs to leave. Needs Bro, to leave. when Marvin just, Lewis started coaching, M was in the process of having that trifecta 2002 year. Just think about Man. that for a second. That's when Marvin Lewis started Man. coaching. This, At least this team. In 15 years, he's had seven playoff appearances and zero playoff wins. And he got a two-year extension. He has he oh, has something blackmail-worthy. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. Just... Just yeah. Um, now going back to the Patriots. Um, look, I despise the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. But look, Patriots pull chess moves, and you can't help but respect it. Um, James Harrison, uh, who played for the Steelers, um, he was pissed off with his usage because his basically his usage was being inactive on game days, and he kept telling the Steelers, "Look, just release me. Just release me." They got to the point where it's like, "All right, we're gonna play you." He practices with the first team all week, and he said he got to his locker, um, and all he has is a warm-up suit. His jersey ain't there. He's, he finds out he's inactive. Um, and then they waited towards the end of the season to drop him. So what does Belichick do? Hey, man, they're the number two seed. We're the number one seed. We're likely going to have to play them in the AFC title game. Come fuck with us. And while you're at it, 
take some screenshots of that playbook real quick and come holla at us real quick because that's basically what the fuck ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Steelers fans were pissed off calling him a traitor. Well, I should say half of Steelers fans. The other half was like, look, this is this is how you play the game. I mean, what do you expect? Hello? Um, I read James Harrison's stats in the final game. He had, like, I think five tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Um, his stats in that one game yes. with the Patriots were more than he's accumulated with the Steelers all season, which tells you this motherfucker Damn. still got it. Yeah, man. So and whatever. that led up to Wild Card Weekend, which was this past weekend. Um, you and I both thought the Sunday games were going to be the ones that were popping. Hell no. They were boring as hell. Everything popped off Turns on Saturday. Turns out Saturday, that's where the shit was at. Um, you was at work. Yeah. I was driving around. Thank God. It's a blessing for Sirius XM Radio because even though I did not physically see the games, I did not miss the games. Um, Titans were down 21-3 to at halftime. Next thing I know... Mariota is throwing touchdown passes to his damn self. They mm-hmm. creeping up, and all of a sudden they win 22-21. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Pretty much Alex Reed needs to get uh, – what's in the Andy Reed needs to get the hell up out of there, dog. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I was a Kansas City – if I was a Kansas City fan, you got to go, dog. You got to, to go. I'm sorry. Like, you did – this happen with the Eagles, and now is this happening with us? You got to Alex go, Smith bro. Alex is basically on his way out at this point. Yeah, I don't know what team he's going to. It ain't going to be with us, <laughs> but, hey. And then you had uh, Falcons and Rams. Um, I picked them. So, I picked foul. the Chiefs for that one. Um, clearly, I was wrong. Um, but, way in a way, wrong. I wasn't mad because anytime the the Chiefs lose, you know, I, again, when I crossed over, I grew a disdain, hate for the AFC West. So, anytime an AFC West opponent loses, I embrace it. So, ha-ha to y'all motherfuckers. Um, I picked the Rams to win because I didn't trust the Falcons. Um, I should have had more faith because that shit was the complete opposite of how I pictured it playing out. Um, I think they had a stat throughout the year where Julio Jones got thrown to like 22 times in the red zone and he only caught like three or four of them. Um, And he had no touchdowns. Yeah, Matt Ryan was like, we going to slang this shit to you. And he threw to him three times in the red zone, and he caught all three and had a touchdown. And I was like, ain't that a bitch? Mm. Um, but shouts out to the city of L.A. Um, they came out full-fledged in support. I think it was the first playoff game for NFL team in like 20-some-odd years. Years. And, they, and how bad? They lost hella bad. Didn't, they, was, didn't uh, they get smoked in that game? It it was 26-13, to 13, but it was a lot closer than 26-13. to 13. Like, it didn't start getting out of hand to like the five-minute mark of the game. Um, mm-hmm. so, oh yeah. my god But anyway Yeah I saw that But yeah to me It was just like Well that's what you get Rams Yeah yeah You just kept You, you all have the division this year Next year the division's Oh ours. yeah so you You, you have Yeah you bitch. have that same Disdainful hate For the NFC West That I once had um, That I no longer have in me um, Oh god Then we get to Sunday Now Sunday <laughs> This game We were expecting these games to be This popping. game was The most The Man, you talk about rather watching the most boring shit take place. Like, this is a defensive game. Defensive honestly, games are boring. Honestly, I will tell you this straight up. If you gave me the option to continue listening to this game or putting on a Young Thug album, you might have caught me. You might have caught me on a good fucking day. Because, ran somebody because mid-second quarter, I had when I pulled over and took my little 10-minute break real quick, I tweeted out. Yo, at this rate, this motherfucking game going to be 3-0 in double overtime. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this game. Um, 
Bill's Mafia was Bill's Mafia doing God knows what the fuck, still jumping off of damn trucks and buses and shit. Um, but out of nowhere, OJ, OJ, mm-hmm. he shows up in a Shady McCoy jersey. And right then and there, I knew their season was going to end. I didn't need OJ to wear a jersey. <laughs> right that. then and there, I knew the Bills were done. And that boring ass game ended. Um, Bortles actually. A lot to very yeah, little. No, it wasn't even a lot to little. It was 10 to 3. Still, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Jags are going on to play. Shit, the Steelers. The Steelers. Um, yeah. And then the Titans will play the uh, Patriots. See, I have this prediction for the Super Bowl. What if the Super Bowl is the Vikings and Titans? Well, if the that'll be the most random Super Bowl ever. I'm just not not going to predict. Just say it. Just well, if the Vikings so do make random. it to the Super Bowl, they'll be making history because they'll become the first team to actually go to the Super Bowl while their city is hosting it. Um, so wow, that could happen to my Niners. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Fuck you, Jim York. Even when I'm praising these <laughs> niggas, I still gotta fuck <laughs> this his ass. Oh man! <laughs> and then finally. The game, um, which actually ended up being a really good game in the second half, which was uh, Panthers and Saints. Ted mm. Ginn got some get back in the first half because, you know, of course, he played for the Panthers. They cut him. He ended up with the Saints. And those last few, those last few plays, man, Cam just got smoked. And it's like, this is why you can never be great, Cam. You know, I, Shit. I don't necessarily put it all on him. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that uh, intentional grounding play considering uh, McCaffrey slipped. So he wasn't where he was supposed to be when he threw the ball out of bounds. Um, on the flip side, I believe you get your chances and your opportunities. Um, and I don't condone kickers missing chip shots because had the kicker made that field goal, it would have been 31 to 29. They wouldn't have needed a touchdown. They just would have needed a field goal. Um, so it is what it is. Um, but you got to tip your hats to the fucking Saints defense. That last series, them motherfuckers was... If I they if were I will, over if the I quote foe DJ Envy, them niggas was vicious. Very. Like, they put hands in Cam's world that last series to the point where the last offensive play the Panthers they, had was just a fucking sack. And they ran his ass back. They broke his yeah. spirit. And they said he was in the locker room for a good half hour just in just utter shock. Yeah. Just like, damn. Well, sorry, Cam. You should have took a knee. Yeah. Well, before so, that... Um, <laughs> Coach Rivera, they gave him an extension too, which I feel was rightfully deserved. You know, he got into the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, even with this loss, they still made it to the playoffs. So, shouts out to Coach Rivera. I guess. Um, on the college level, how's that? Was I don't know if you heard about Trey Young out of Oklahoma or Marvin Bagley the third out of Duke. Busby, I'm gonna encourage you to learn about these young brothers because these cats can ball. Why? So Trey Young is. That's basketball. basketball. Trey Young is oh, okay. likely going to be the first player to lead the NCAA in points and assists. I mean, this this mm. brother out here dropping, bro. He out here dropping like thirty six points and thirteen assists a game in college. It's ridiculous. Mm. And then you got Marvin Bagley the third out in Duke. He a freshman as well. I saw his stat line the other day. This motherfucker putting up thirty two and twenty one. Well, and what I don't really watch college basketball. And what pisses like me off March, the most is that the fucking Lakers keep losing out, and we ain't got the draft picks because they go to both the fucking Celtics and the 76ers, which means we're putting them in right goddamn position to get these two young men, and uh, it don't feel good. I will 
wholeheartedly to mm-hmm. I knew it was going I'm, again I knew we weren't going to the playoffs this year but this shit just don't feel good knowing that that's on the line well well three of your damn Lakers your boy still talking shit about their coach yeah so LeVar he took the he took Jello and he took Melo out to Lithuania um, everybody keeps bitching and complaining all oh, their Nobody likes them. Nobody pays attention. Well, apparently they do because ESPN sent reporters out to Lithuania, and they don't send reporters out to Lithuania. So that tells you they're doing something right. Um, on the flip mm. side, business-wise, I forgot which publication it was. They gave Big Ball of Brand an F um, because they kept getting all these complaints about motherfuckers not getting their shoes and shit. And business-wise, I got to agree. It's not the best. From an entertainment value, though, this shit's hilarious. One, one. See, federal, you, see this is a, this is the fuckery you yes, do because like. One, I'm telling you, you're gonna laugh your ass off at this. One customer put in a complaint talking about I requested my shoes. They told me it was only gonna take two weeks. Six weeks later, I don't got them, so I call, I messaged them back, and then I get an email back talking about you complaining because you just a little baller. <laughs> see, you see the fuckery in this shit. <laughs> Like, I could just picture the email being personally sent by LeVar Ball, and the shit was funny to me. Um, to you. It, well, it ain't just to <laughs> me. There's a bunch of people like, again, the business practice, is, it's bad. It deserves the F, but just the, the, the shit behind it is so funny. Um, now, with that being said, he uh, he's reneging on his promise that he made to Magic and Rob Palenka, saying, once Lonzo goes to you, I'm out the picture, because he's anything but. Nope. He's always in the damn picture, man. He can't keep his mouth shut. And it shut. sucks that it had to be Luke, um, but what he's saying isn't completely wrong. Um, when Lonzo went out, I kind of noticed the players really stopped trying. So I hope Luke does get one more year out of this with some real talent. Um, but he ain't that far off. I will say that. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Now, to finish up with college ball, um, we want to give a shout-out to Grambling State's uh, – Shakayla Hill, excuse me, I caught a burp. Um, so she last week um, put up a quadruple double, and she's the only yeah, shit. Like, yeah, like shit. Um, she's only the fourth woman in Division One history to do that. She put up fifteen points, ten rebounds, ten assists, and ten steals over Alabama State. And I was going through her stat lines of a few more other games. She had another game where she had 10 steals. And I'm like, yo, this is a pure thief on the court. You got to yeah, black excellence. Right you got to pay attention to this young lady. Shouts out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, in the NBA, um, Isaiah Thomas made his return from his hip injury and his debut with the Cavaliers. And he looks like... Did they win? Yeah. They, he came off the bench, only played 17 minutes, but he put up 19 points. And he looked, looked very... Him. He looked very comfortable in his new surroundings. Um, yes, of course, they sat him on the the end of the back-to-back when they went to the Celtics, and the Celtics was like, ha, yeah, we still got Kyrie, so we're going we gonna to tax that ass. And that's what happened. They ended up winning by, I think, 14 points, but they were down by much more than that. Um, if you remember, rest in peace to Craig Sager. Um, yeah, man, his story's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. This is the thing. That makes it interesting with LeVar because if something like this happened around LeVar, you know, everybody would be up in arms. But it's Craig Sager. Again, we love Craig Sager. Again, rest in peace. But foul is foul. Um, his kids were omitted mm-hmm. from his will. Yeah. And the money ended up going to the stepmom. 
Damn, his side bitch? No, not the side hey, bitch. That's... The the wife. Well, the, oh, the stepmom. I, mean, I don't know why I thought yeah. side bitch. That's fucked uh, up. I'm going to read more into that because as soon as I read that, I was like, well, that's too much for me. Huh? I don't want to taint my, my memories of Craig. But, uh, hey, man, everyone's off limits. Everybody, hey, nobody's yeah, off everybody's limits. Everybody's off limits. So I'm going to go back and reevaluate re- that this week. Nobody's off limits. There you go. Mean. But yeah. Um, and that pretty <laughs> much covers uh, this wild few weeks in sports um, until we get to you with Boy, wrestling. When it comes to my wrestling, you know, I don't really talk about much we wrestling. About that wrestling but we won't get into that wrestling. But that wrestling, over this past week, they had Wrestle Kingdom 12 out there in New I heard Japan. Shit was pretty fire. Much Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom is pretty much New Japan's WrestleMania, hmm. pretty much. And. Everybody in their mama watches. They stay up till, dude. It's, it, it started at eleven o'clock out here, and people stream and pay for it to stream. It started at eleven o'clock out here. It didn't end to like five a.m. Well, it was WrestleMania status. I clocked out like around three thirty. It, damn, during the Fatal Four Way, that's when the I think the only thing that woke me up during that crazy ass Fatal Four Way was a little earthquake that happened down here in San Jose. But mm. yeah, the shit was fire. Shit was fire. But the main main event of that was Chris Jericho. Went against Kenny Omega, okay. who's probably one of he's one of the hottest free agents independently in wrestling right now, and he really is a dope ass wrestler. And Chris Jericho went out there and pretty much put on a really dope match, and it was entertaining, man. Other people have their gripes about it. I'm not gonna really get too in depth with right. it, but yeah, it was because I don't really usually don't watch Wrestle Kingdom because or just New Japan period because you know there's a, it just so much wrestling that goes on, man. Sometimes it's hard to keep up. Of course, but hey, man. The, the shit's really dope. A lot of dope wrestlers out there. And whatever you do, JC, I, I encourage you to look up Kenny Omega versus Okada, part one. And it is by far one of the greatest wrestling matches you will I ever see. I will be watching that this week. I promise you. Yes. Yes. It is. It, it went four times. And one of them went actually like a full hour, and it doesn't even feel like, feel like a full Interesting. hour. Interesting. It damn. is that damn good. Yes. And I, and I heard about it last year, but I never got around to watching it. I watched it yesterday. Oh my god, that's all I'm well, gonna damn. say. It's watch it on your computer, and it's just it's put to you this way. By the end of the match, it's on. It's online. You can it's just on Google YouTube, it, or is it's up. on the WWE Network. No, you got. It's no, 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 no. This is New Japan. New Japan its own shit. Just look. No, but it's on Daily Motion. Like it's the video's out there. You can look, just type it in. Mm. Okada versus Kenny Omega my Part Firefox One. Firefox on Amazon Stick. Because for an hour long, for an hour long on. match, I want to be relaxed for that. Oh, man, I was relaxed, too, too. I got up out my seat, and then I was, like, fuck, by the edge of my damn seat. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way. By the end of the match, they cut to the crowd, and you seen grown-ass women Ooh. crying. One of those matches, huh? I ne- in all my years of watching wrestling, I have never seen that before. That's how dope that match was, bruh. And I know I'm hella late okay. on it. Hey, I sue me, wrestling fans, but... Shit, something else. That's all I can I really say. I will, I will, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check yeah. that out this week for sure. Yeah, they 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 fought like three times. So whatever you get a chance, look up all three of those matches, and they're all okay. fire, unbelievable. I fire. got you. Yeah. So yeah. So it is the beginning of the year. That was a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, he mad. He big mad. And we, you know, we still got some predictions. It's still January, fresh, early January. We got some predictions about what we think is going to happen by the end of the yes. year. So we, I came up with a few predictions and shit like that when it comes to music, which is anything. And when it comes to music, 
I have this feeling that Drake's window is going to start to close when it comes to music and album because he's in the middle of recording some new shit and all that. But I have a feeling that shit's not going to stick this time around. People are already caught on to how the whole one dance shit. And he looks at music as a business. Yeah. So he's... I have a feeling that, like, you know, when I made that prediction about M, how it wasn't going to sell that much, he's not going to have a views, like, year, in my right. opinion. You know, he's going to probably sell, but it's not going to be how he used to, and the music's not going to stick how it used to be. Um, when it comes to sports, my Niners will make the playoffs. They were going to have a great year, and they're going to make the playoffs, and I'm going to be a believer again. And I'm going to apologize to Jed York, but until then, that middle finger is still <laughs> in the air. And when it comes to more music... I feel Cardi B is gonna have the hottest album of the year. I'm Ooh. gonna predict that one. That's a she's spicy gonna have take. the hottest album. I like that spicy take. Oh, yeah, she's gonna have the hottest album of the year. And through that, Nikki's not gonna take it no more, and she's going to diss her. I made this prediction when Cardi was coming up. I had this feeling that Nikki's going to diss her, and it's already boiling. It's a slow burn on some wrestling shit. It's like a slow burn feud, but I see it happening. Nikki's going to diss her, and we're going to have another fuckery moment. So wait, I want you to clarify for all of us real quick. When you say the Mm. hottest album, are we talking the quality, or are we talking about just the popularity, the hits that come along with it? All of it. All of it. All so you're it. expecting you're expecting yeah. to put this album as close to the top ten as what you're saying? Maybe, okay, maybe. Yeah, because I have a feeling it's going to be a dry year when it comes to rap music. You know what? You, that's maybe. actually that's not far off. You actually might have a point considering the heavy a lot of the heavy hitters dropped last year. Unless Pusha T wants to drop King Push or whatever, but nah. But when I come to other shit, Kanye. Yeah, my my last prediction, Kanye's going to drop a classic. Hmm. It's been too long. He's gonna drop another classic, and he's gonna be he's undefeated. He's been smiling and he's still undefeated. Lately, so I'm. He's still in the scene. Might be still in the something place. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? He smiles a lot to hide the pain. Maybe because the maybe because the camera, uh, the flash hit, so he like comes out every for like 15 seconds, and then they subdue him again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, like, that was my prediction. But when it comes to Cardi, I firmly believe that's gonna happen okay. this year. If I'm wrong, fuck it. But hey. It might. It, 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 it ain't as bad as my damn Nas prediction to, at the end of 2016. Well, hey, I thought it was gonna happen, but hey, man, yeah. shit, it would have been nice. But Kendrick yeah, was a nice. Speaking you know, of Nas, Nas whatever. realized that he was too preoccupied with Nicki, and he tossed her ass to the curb. Well, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a few predictions. They're mm. not really far fetched. Um, a lot of people may have them, but who cares? Um. <laughs> 2018, we will see the resurgence of the posse and the hip-hop labels. Um, okay. I feel like we're, there was just that dry spell, but I feel like there's a new wave of, of labels and, and groups coming up the forefront this year. So we could possibly be seeing that. Number mm-hmm. two, the Black Panther soundtrack is going to revive the soundtrack game. Okay. Now, if y'all up on game like Busby and I, that means you about similar age, if not older. You remember when the soundtracks were just as maybe more important than certain films were. Um, for me, the best soundtrack that's ever been released, the Above the Rim soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's debatable. It's debatable when people want to consider overall quality, but what I look at is 
the various amounts of artists and how cohesive that damn soundtrack was. To me, it's a Space Jam soundtrack. Space Jam was cool, but... Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's Space Jam. It's up there. It's up there. Classic records came from that, man. Classic Timeless records came from that, man. It's up there. But I mean, you got... Hustle and Flow. Hustle Hustle and Flow. Yeah, um, above the rim. You know, you had Regulate. You had... uh, Eight Mile. Eight Mile's up there, too. So, I mean, this... I feel like Black Panther's gonna revive the soundtrack game. Um, Sports-wise, I'm gonna reach for the sky. The Lakers okay. will sign DeMarcus Cousins. Hey. I pray to God that it's not just DeMarcus Cousins. I pray to God that DeMarcus Cousins also comes with Paul George, and we will nickname him PG3 because 13 is retired, obviously, for Wilt 20,000 hoes Chamberlain. Mm. 20,000 hoes Chamberlain. I mean, Damn. if you read the book, that's how many he said he done laid with. Whoa. Hey, Chris, hey what, who, how much did Ric Flair get? He up there, too. Um, he said like 10,000, yeah, He said that with a straight yeah, face. Hey. <laughs> hey, the game is to be sold, not told. He said told. that with a straight face. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping that the Lakers get both of them, but if I had to pick one, I hope that it's DeMarcus. Um, my final one, and going off of Bright off Netflix, I feel like Netflix has enough in the bag to produce an Oscar-nominated project this year. For best yes. film. Honestly, I mean, honestly, honestly. Maybe, maybe not even best film, just in, at the very least, just something that gets recognized at the Oscars. Oh, no, no, no. I think they're gonna uh, Netflix movie will get nominated for best picture. I can tell you that right now, and that's why Hollywood's trying oh, to stop yeah. it. They, they doing every, yeah, they're happen. doing everything possible, but it's just, it's you can't stop inevitability. Inevitability. Shit. So those are our predictions, and we have one other joint prediction at yes. that. And I think we could just end yes. it like that because if we all got along with that one, we all got along. If you got a lot of shit happens, so of course it's gonna be two and a half hours of us talking our shit. But our joint prediction is that Donald Trump will not make it to 2018 as our president. He motherfucker out of the fucking office. I don't know how he's gonna be out of office, but I don't see him being president for much longer. So. Hopefully, we're all here to talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to end that shit right there. So, uh, this is Busby. And this is JC No Honey. Fuck Jed York. Peace. Later.